It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Weather outside, a little frightful on this Friday before Christmas, but it's delightful here at the Basketball Friday Night at West Virginia Studios. Welcome to the third edition of Basketball Friday Night. In West Virginia, of this the 2018-2019 season, we are definitely in the Christmas spirit. If you're watching us on BasketballNight.com or if you're seeing our video feed on the variety of options that you have, you can tell our set has been taken care of, full of presents. Looking forward to tearing into those. There's nothing in them, is there? Maybe. Well, we'll find- <laughs> Have we'll you been out. naughty or nice? <laughs> we'll find out. At we'll the, find out at yeah. the end of the show. How's yeah. that? Uh, I'm Ryan Upley. That's alongside Joe Lemville and the coach of the Tulsa Lady Rebels, Rick Marone, who finally decided not to schedule a game on Friday night. <laughs> I believe he could pass a Santa Claus well, as well. I, I tell you, security needs to be evaluated. I did get in tonight, even though I'm unknown and nobody recognizes me, but uh, I did slip my way right in there, kind of like St. Nick. You know, I just in and out of there quick. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody give you any cookies, though? No, no, as a matter of fact, I, they haven't, I come so. in looking for cookies, no <laughs> cookies. Uh, the crew here does a great job of taking care of us. But you're here for basketball. This is the last Friday before Christmas. So a lot of teams are getting in their final uh, games before the, the Christmas break. This is a type of, uh, the time of year, I should say, where you have a lot of, uh, the schedule gets a little disjointed. And before we get to the scoreboard, which we'll do just a second, uh, Coach Marone, you've had to schedule around this for the entirety of your career. And uh, how difficult is it to kind of – you just kind of do it by feel in terms of trying to schedule games through the holidays? Yeah, I think you don't want to have a, a complete shutdown for a couple of weeks. So you'll see teams that will get into tournaments. They'll travel to other places, play some different competition because most conference schedules – now a few will stick their toe in the water early in uh, December. Most of them kick in the gear in January. So you see some really interesting matchups that you wouldn't normally see. But I think you have to at least stay active during that time. You can't completely shut down or else you kind of revert back. But it's it's a little tricky. And, and like now, Christmas uh, on, on Tuesday – Obviously, Sunday's an off day anyway, so we like to give our kids a couple days off, and you really have to juggle. You know, the, the family is most important, but still keep them sharp. So. And in many instances, you won't see games scheduled the day after Christmas, but the second day after Christmas, you kind of start. And, and I guess to kind of stay in the flow, you, you probably would have a practice the day after Christmas, even if it's kind of a light workout or depending on how much the uh, dinner table held. You might need <laughs> I was thinking it might be a pretty hefty workout. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but you, those are all things you have to balance and definitely things that uh, we'll keep an eye on. There are many games going on right now throughout the state of West Virginia. Several have gone final. Of course, we've got some tournament games that are still like in the first quarter of games Just right now. Just getting tipped so off. Yeah. We will have those scores all throughout the evening. And right now, we'll give you a first check of our Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Coach Marone, do you remember how to do this? Vaguely, you may have to carry me if I start slipping. Just jump in and grab a hold of me. If you're looking for scores, look no more. I'm going to take a look at the boys' scores tonight. We have a plethora of games being played tonight, and some finals are already in. First up in the American Homes Classic, we've got Morgantown 59-55 winners over Martinsburg. Magnolia gets a 71-36 win over Tyler Consolidated. Uh, St. Joe, uh, actually. 
I have scrolled into the girls' schedules. Let me roll right back into the boys. I am a little rusty. Uh, on the boys' side tonight, starting at the top, 49-26, George Washington over Riverside. Bishop England out of Charleston, South Carolina, falls to Martinsburg. Martinsburg gets a 62-55 win in the Seahawk Classic at Hilton Head. Fairmont Senior, 95-24 winners over Mount View. That's in the Chapmanville Tournament. Capital, 69. Oak Hill, 58. Morgantown knocks off Logan, a big matchup. We'll talk about that further tonight. They win 49-39 over the Wildcats in Morgantown. Fairmont Senior leading uh, Mount View 25-19 in that one, and I think that one ended up getting a little wider spread than that. We'll update that momentarily. Hurricane over Winfield 69-60. East Liverpool at the half leads Oak Glen 28-18. Berkeley Springs falls to Petersburg 64-46. The Vikings with the win. Midland Trail 68, Fayetteville 56. Greenbar West 81 to 48 winners over Meadow Bridge. And got a couple more scores here rolling in. Huntington East uh, trails. Now that's actually final. Fairland 60, Huntington East 31, Wyoming East 47 to 22 lead over Independence at the end of the third quarter. Trinity leads Jefferson 37-17. And John Marshall, a big win over Brooks, 75-37. Frankfurt leading 48-47. They finalized that win over Kaiser in that one. South Point, Ohio falls tonight to Spring Valley. The Timberwolves 70-46. Putting together a pretty nice season with the basketball team there after a big football season. Ripley leads Point Pleasant 20-11. And Chapmanville 36-16 in Shady Springs. That's the back half of that Chapmanville tournament. The winner of that will get Fairmont and Woodrow Wilson 44-33 winners over University. That's a look at your boys' scores. Joe. On the girls' side of the scoreboard, it's the uh, Morgantown Mohegans uh, knocking off uh, Martinsburg tonight, uh, 59-55. Sydney Claggs had uh, 18 points in the game for the Mohegans. It was Magnolia, the S1's final, 71-36. Magnolia knocks off Tyler Consolidated tonight. It's uh, St. Joe uh, leading St. Lauren. Uh, Academy. Not sure if uh, if that's a final yet or not. So, uh, anyway, Payton City trails Valley Wetzel 61-41. That, well, actually that one uh, is now final. Another final, Moorfield, the Yellow Jackets uh, fall to Strasburg, Virginia, 43-40. In a game that has also gone final, the Lincoln Lincoln Cougars have knocked off the Lady Indians of Bridgeport, 38-32. It was Buckhannon Upshur falling to the University Hawks, 61-52. Fairmont Senior uh, leads North Marion at the end of the third quarter, 62-47. And that uh, uh, crosstown uh, brawl there in uh, Fairmont. It was, this is a final, Allegheny, Maryland knocks off Hampshire tonight, 63-37. Nicholas County, the Lady Grizzlies pick up a win over Lewis County, 58-48. It's the Parkersburg Big Reds trailing Parkersburg South uh, with two minutes and 40 seconds to go in the game. That was a close one, 58-47. That one's going to go right down to the wire. And in the uh, final game on the girls' side, uh, as we have it right now, Wheeling Central knocks off uh, Lindsay 58-50. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism scoreboard. Thanks so much, guys. And a couple of scores there that, that kind of stick out. Stay on the girls' side of things. They're at Parkersburg South Parkersburg game. That's a big rivalry game. It's right. coming down to the wire uh, on the south side of Parkersburg tonight. 
Uh, Parkersburg South off to a little bit of a rough start at three and three. It's still a good start, good schedule, but for their standards, it's a rough start. Parkersburg, the reigning AAA state champions, coming in undefeated and right now trailing by one late in the fourth quarter, and that one we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, also, uh, North Marion uh, and Fairmont. That's a little bit of a surprise because North Marion had just been rolling right along. Not as deep as what they have been in years past from uh, from our understanding, but still a very good basketball team and uh, trailing by 15 after three uh, at Fairmont Senior tonight. So and They were coming into the game undefeated, you know, yeah. 4-0. So yeah, that's... And, and had rolled through. Uh, the early part of that schedule. I'll tell you what, Ryan, too, another score, uh, it kind of just builds on Magnolia's girls' team. This year, they knocked off Wheeling Central the other day. They've got two really dominant inside players. One of them had 29 rebounds the other night. We'll get into their kind of individual stuff a little bit later. But uh, they got a very nice program, and they beat Tyler, consolidated 71-36 tonight, pushed the record to 6-1. and one. So that uh, a team to watch, I think, definitely on the upswing. That uh, Lady uh, Irish uh, Huntington St. Joe uh, score is now a final 55-38. They're winners, and that's in the Greensboro, North Carolina Holiday Classic. Uh, St. Lawrence is from Quebec. Ooh, Canada. Yeah, there you go. Wee oui, wee, oui. yeah. Not not C, but yes. <laughs> um, also um, another score on the boys' side that, that stuck out to me: Frankfurt getting the one point win at Kaiser. I, you know, there's an old adage about when r- rivals collide, you throw out the w- the records, right? I mean, right. that's the old saying. A lot of times, that doesn't really pan out. This time, it did though. The battle for Mineral County. Kaiser was coming in one and three. Frankfurt was coming in five and zero. Oh. And uh, Frankfurt has to survive to defeat Kaiser 48-47. A couple of games uh, from earlier this week that caught our attention. Um, on the boys' side of things, and, and Coach, I know, Coach Moran, I know you're familiar with this one. A big win for the Tulsa Rebels against Tug Valley. Uh, late three by uh, Jesse Monsey. Yeah. Um, in the final ten seconds of that one, giving Tulsa a victory over Tug Valley one week after Tug Valley knocked off Greater Beckley Christian. Yeah, and I tell you what, uh, probably the first time in 15 years or more, you know, there was a period where that rivalry didn't take place. Thankfully, it's uh, been rejoined, but Tug Valley's really dominated that. And Jesse Muncy, just a freshman uh, for Tulsa. And uh, that was, to be honest, it was a great atmosphere, but it was an ugly game. Neither team could make free throws. You would want to put it on the defensive side. why they couldn't score. But when it came down to the wire, uh, Tulsa got the last opportunity. They spread the floor out, and he went uh, one-on-one, pulled up from about five feet behind the line and hit the game winner. But that will be round one. They'll meet again in Naugatuck later this year and possibly a sectional matchup. But a big win for the Rebels. They're in Seth tonight taking on Sherman, a Sherman team that's struggling right now but still always tough at home. Hurricane uh, knocked off Winfield tonight in that uh, Putnam County battle there, 69-60, and Hurricane now goes to 4-0 on the season. So big, uh, another big win for them. And, uh, you know, when it comes to these out-of-state tournaments, when you when you go down to, say, Myrtle Beach or that area, yeah, you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> and, and, you know, no looking look at Martinsburg defeating Bishop England out of Charleston, South Carolina, uh, 62-55. I'll tell you right now, I don't know a thing about Bishop England at this point, but that is, there's no such thing as a bad victory. And, Coach, when you go on the the road like that, you're not in their gym, but in their backyard, so to speak, and get a win. It doesn't matter what level of competition that is, whether it's a great team or a team that's going to struggle this year. That's a nice win for Martinsburg. Well, and Coach Rogers is always, I mean, I think they went to Hawaii one year. I mean, I, I think it was just a few years ago. They really travel, and I can 
guarantee you that's probably a top-shelf tournament as far as competition. So you're right. Go on the road. Uh, probably a little warmer there than it is here, <laughs> if I was guessing, uh, not having looked at the radar, but uh, a nice win for the Bulldogs. Over the battling bishops of Bishop England. <laughs> uh, um, like I said, located in Charleston, South Carolina. And, um, you know, been around since 1915, so they've been around a while, but... Uh, or two. And Ryan, I tell you what, uh, that uh, the tournament in Chapmanville, uh, you, you kind of figure Chapmanville going to take care of business here tonight, uh, leading Shady early. Man, them and Fairmont tomorrow night in Chapmanville. You talk about a hot ticket. Hey, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Uh, Shady Spring is having a fantastic Got season. Very good. Yeah, yeah, they're in Chapmanville yeah. right now. And they're taking a, yeah. a lumber <laughs> to yeah. them, you know. Yeah, that's, that's an eye-opener. Not that you necessarily expect Chapmanville to have, uh, you know, a big difference from a year ago. But, I mean, Drew Williamson not being, you know, having graduated, that's – you take a Drew Williamson out of your lineup and you're still that good? Yeah. They've, they've added a couple. <laughs> I know at least one. And they had some kids on the bench, you know, uh, that stepped up as well that's uh, having a good season as well. So uh, We're going to step aside right now, take our first break. When we come back, we will speak with Brian Sexton. He is the public address voice and a broadcaster for Calvary Baptist Academy. And uh, a little bit later on, we'll talk with uh, someone, Coach Marone, is very familiar with someone I'm... You haven't yelled at Sarah Jude, have you, over the years? Never. Don't have Never. to, right? <laughs> exactly. Sarah Jude, Tulsa Lady Rebels uh, player, will join us a little bit later on as well. We'll also talk with Kevin Gertz, head coach of the Logan Girls. Uh, they were off to an undefeated start. That ended last night. We'll talk about that and much more. This is break one of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks and the rise of sports-centered online platforms and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with the combinations for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind the player stats and the game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to the Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Make sure you go to our website, Vote in this week's poll, and also we want you to follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Follow us on Twitter, and send us a text, tweet, or an email tonight about your game. 
Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9-16 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on this December 21st. It's a Friday before Christmas. I wasn't in the holiday spirit until about 15 minutes ago. You know, this has got, I feel like this has been sneaking up on all of us. Really? But, I mean, you know, Christmas is Tuesday. <laughs> it's just like, when did that happen? You're really? And, uh, <laughs> We've only got one more show this year. Time flies. Where's it go? <laughs> and this is the fastest three hours in radio as well. So, um, you know, we're just going to knock a, a nice little chunk of that out, out right now. And, of course, again, we we're talking about the weather outside being awful. I mean, it's been raining throughout West Virginia for most of the last month, it feels like. But, Seems like it. <laughs> but really, uh, legitimately, for the past two or three days, there's been high water throughout uh, much of West Virginia. And I don't think we've had any flooding, per se, but... Just uh, kind of getting on that brink of uh, it's just rained too much. And uh, what a night to get out of the elements and, and get inside a high school gym, get warmed up, meet some friends, and, and watch some basketball. Yeah, it's a great uh, great time for that. And as we mentioned, a lot of interesting and, and great, exciting matchups. And I think we only had minimal uh, cancellations. Me and Joe were talking about before the broadcast. You know, there was a couple situations where we had to postpone games, Joe, and uh, and uh, high water probably the cause for that. I know Lincoln County had one that was uh, pushed back. Right. Actually, we're going to have uh, Coach Plumley on a little later in the show tonight. But uh, also, there's been a lot of uh, mudslides around as well. That seems to be more of the issue than than actual flooding. So yeah, there was one Route Three in Boone County right. around Paytona um, overnight, uh, kind of late right. last night. I know that that affected traffic through there and. I mean, it's just it, – it's this is a state that's challenging to get through as is. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, mercy. But uh, I also had a big slide on old Route 10 down uh, just south of Logan mm-hmm. um, near Lyburn. Um, right. That was a um, – would have been a bigger deal about two years ago. No big before, deal anymore. No, you got the big unless you live on that side of the river. Right. So uh, I, I drove that for nine years. It was <laughs> the worst nine years of <laughs> commuting I ever had, you know. Just – Always worried about meeting coal truck because those curves are blind. On, on Rock Cliff Drive down through there. There you go. And ironically, I mean, thankfully no one's hurt, so we can make All a little right. bit light of it. That rock slide happened in Hanging Rock. Not anymore. <laughs> it's slip rock. Yeah. It's slippery rock. Slippery yeah. rock. Yeah. Uh, don't tell the rock that we're talking about that because slippery rock uh, kind of uh, has, a, has a trademark on all that. But anyway, um, big win last night. In a non-SSAC game for Calvary Baptist, as they picked up a road win over Taze Valley and Calvary Baptist Academy in the Ripley Holiday Classic, uh, taking on St. Joe. Brian Sexton joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, Brian, it's been a, a whirlwind couple of days for Calvary Baptist. Well, you have no idea, Ryan, and again, good evening, Ryan and Rick and Joe. Hope you guys are doing well. By the way, I've done three hours of radio many, many times before, so I understand how quick it, it goes by. So you guys will blink your eyes, and it'll be 1130, and it'll be time to wrap this thing up. So I've been there, been there, done that. But, yeah, we, we've had a big week this week. Uh, we started the week at home with Point Pleasant. Uh, took care of uh, the Black Knights uh, 74-37 on Tuesday night, and uh, that was a, a big win for us there at home. And, and I'll tell you what, Point Pleasant, 
uh, the, that score did not indicate those kids played hard. Coach Josh Williams, I take my hat off to him, man. He's he's got a scrappy bunch there at uh, Point Pleasant, and they were giving Ripley all that that they wanted in the first half of that game tonight at the, at the Ripley Holiday Tournament. But then we followed that up with a big win at Tags Valley uh, last night, sixty five sixty one, and uh, held the held the Lions off there, their varsity team. And then tonight we had a. Uh, a heart palpitation game at, at uh, Ripley tonight. It was uh, 84-81, Calvary Baptist Academy. We had a 16-point lead in the third quarter in typical St. Joe. Uh, Coach Marone, you know those guys well. Typical St. Joe, they played hard, uh, shot threes well, and, and got right back into that game. And It took a big play by our junior center, Robert Clutter, to, uh, to get us over the top there tonight. No such thing as a bad win. But, I mean, again, what a, what a- Good stretch of uh, wins here for Calvary Baptist. I think a lot of a lot of people sometimes can't necessarily gauge the non-SSAC teams just because of there's so little overlap with playing schools that are within the SSAC. Um, but when you see a, a score like the Point Pleasant game, you see a victory over St. Joe, who you know is a perennial tournament team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that is going to open some eyes to the quality of basketball that uh, CBA is playing. Well, I told you guys last week about Isaac Massey, and, and, and he's a tremendous player. But this week, we've really been led by our 6'5 junior center, Robert Clutter. Uh, tonight, guys, he had 33 points and 21 rebounds, including a big three-point play there at the end uh, to seal the game for us. That put us up with 2.2 seconds to play over St. Joe. And, and against Taze Valley last night, had 21 points, and then in the win against Point Pleasant, he had 24, so he's really been carrying us. You know, Isaac's steady as always. Isaac had 15 tonight, but but Robert's really turned it on, and, and really what, what he's done, we've done a lot of that off the pick and roll. And uh, Isaac uh, drawing the defense in and just rolling, uh, the big guy rolling to the basket, and, and he's been really successful. So we're hoping we can we can get one more win for the week, go undefeated for the week, and get to Christmas break at 11-2. and two. It'd be an excellent start to the season and what promises to be a, a memorable and fun season. Brian Sexton, public address announcer and broadcaster for Calvary Baptist Academy. Patriots getting the win tonight over St. Joe, 84-81 in the Viking Hoops Classic in Ripley. They'll take on the host Vikings tomorrow. And, Brian, thanks so much as always. Ryan, uh, Rick, and, and Joe, Merry Christmas to you and your families, and we always appreciate being a part of Basketball Night in West Virginia. Thanks. Merry Christmas to Thanks you so as, as well. Absolutely. That's Brian thank you guys. and we thank him for calling in. And uh, Coach Marone, sometimes with uh, schools such as CBA, you don't know what you're getting. Uh, and, again, that stretch of games that they've played this week kind of gives you a, a, an indicator <laughs> of the quality of basketball they play. Yeah, it, it's Real clear that they play quality basketball. They're playing good competition and getting some really big wins this week. So, uh, great job for them. And, uh, you know, that, that sets up a, a game with Ripley tomorrow. So, you're talking about a team that has beaten Taze Valley Christian, who, if you're familiar with the, the Lions program, is uh, one of the kind of a almost a national level. They're not quite there, but they still draw from a national level pool of uh, talent. And, uh, Ryan Airwood, former member of the Magnificent Seven from the Hannon 2001 <laughs> State Tournament team, uh, is the coach there at Taze Valley Christian. So they beat them. They beat Point Pleasant, who, uh, yeah, Point Pleasant's in a little bit of a rebuild right now. But, uh, you know, that's a public school that 
people are familiar with, and then Ripley being a triple-A size school, and being St. Joe, who was a state tournament, you know, state title winner a couple of years ago, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's hard to be anything less than impressed. And Ripley's had a pretty tough schedule. I mean, they've already got knocked off by Hurricane and, and you know, a couple others. So, you know, they, they've started out uh, with their guns loaded and, you know, as well. I, I just, uh, again, it's just one of those situations where I know it can be hard to gauge, but um, definitely they've made their mark, the Patriots of Calvary Baptist Academy have so far. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing uh, how their uh, season pans out. And uh, moving back to the phone lines, we're going to go speak with uh, someone Coach Marone is familiar with, Sarah Jude, the uh, the senior for the Tulsa Lady Rebels. The only senior? The only senior. Wow. The one and only. Sarah Jude joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Sarah, welcome to the program. Uh, it's nice to be here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, – we're not going to put you on the spot with Coach Marone. I know you have to deal with him enough in practice and games <laughs> and in school as is. But uh, let's talk about your season so far. Uh, you're the only senior on that ball club, and uh, a team that's off to a 5-1 and one start after winning eight games a year ago. Uh, just tell me about being in a leadership role and, and kind of helping the, the Lady Rebels get back to where many people you know, have, have become accustomed to them being. Um, well, we kind of have a really young team, so it feels really nice to be, you know, a great leader to them. I hope I'm doing a great job. You know, it's I just feel like i got to keep a great attitude, and they follow in, and they do the same. And I feel like we're going to have a great season, a lot better. we done pretty good last year, but I just feel like this year is different. Like, we're just going to have a really great season. Last year, toward the end of the season, I thought you played your best basketball. Have you been able to carry that through the off season and into the? I mean, how hard has that been? Because there's a you know there's an eight month layoff there, but at the same time, you, you play a lot of basketball in between. Yeah, well, we worked pretty hard all season. We practiced a lot. We we was in a lot of games and stuff. And I feel like from the end of last year, I done pretty good. You know, I was scoring more points. I feel like I was getting into it a lot better. And I kind of carried it into this season. Like, we started off really, really good. And uh, I just hope we keep it up. Hey, Sarah, being the only senior on the team, how much pressure is that on you to step up and be the leader of this squad? Um, it's, a, it's a lot of pressure, but I feel like I'm handling it pretty good. You know, I'm just trying to be a great leader and show everybody what to do or try to be a great example, you know, keep a great attitude follow in like in practice we got to keep our heads on straight you know really focus on what we're trying to get done and everything and I feel like I feel like we really got it when you're out on the floor do you encourage your teammates you know to to step it up or if you made a you know somebody made a mistake you just kind of shake it off and move on oh yeah you know you can't you can't get down on them because you can't like I feel like if I get down they're just going to get down so when they make mistakes I just try to help like bring up bring them up and uh, try to set an example and you know, do great. That way they can follow in. And if I've got a great attitude on the floor, then they will. You know, great sportsmanship. You know, if you make a mistake, just pick it up and, you know, make up for it on defense or do whatever you got to do to keep your head on straight. You had a career-high 31 points last night. You actually outscored Van on your own as Tulsa beat Van last night 62-29. Just tell me about being in, in, in that kind of game where, uh, you know, you break the 30-point barrier, set a, set a career-high. Talk to me about uh, how you were feeling going into that game and uh, when did you realize that you were in for a big night in terms of scoring? Um, 
well, our last game before Van, we was pretty rough. You know, we really should have come out with a win, but we didn't. So, our last couple practices before Van, we really, we really went hard and you know, focused really good. We knew what we had to do to get in there to win, and I just tried to keep that in my mind that way I could get in there and pull it out for us. Averaging, go ahead, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Averaging 17 points per game, uh, five rebounds, five assists, three steals uh, a game, and. just tell me how difficult it is to play for Coach Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not that hard. He's he's not that rough, but he he puts <clears throat> us in line. You know what I mean. <laughs> Sarah, one thing I was talking to Ryan about, uh, a lot of people know you from the basketball court, but a lot of people also know you from volleyball. I know you were first team all-state volleyball this year. And how do you feel like uh, playing multiple sports has maybe helped you with both volleyball and basketball? And uh, and maybe helped with your skills and, and the things, how that it crosses over for you and the competition? Because you all had a great year in volleyball, I know, as well. Um, yeah. it's. I mean, volleyball and basketball, they're a lot different, but in the same, like, it's all the same concept, really. I mean, you just I just go hard at both. I, I really enjoy sports a lot. I mean, I don't know what I would do if I didn't play sports. It's uh, volleyball. We did have a great season. And we, I wish we would have went on. But I did play in that North and South tournament, and it was a, it was an honor to be you know able to go. And Sarah, one other thing, uh, you know, you're the the lone senior, but uh, just the experience you had, you you got to play in the state tournament as a freshman uh, in Class AA, and just what that experience was like for you, and uh, what your thoughts are about trying to help the the younger players to be able to experience what you got to do. Oh, it, it was a great experience. I I remember it like it was yesterday. All those people, that floor. It was it was really awesome, and I hope I can carry our team this year. I hope they, I can get them there this year because it's something I want everybody to experience, especially my team. Two weeks ago, you were in the Barbara J. Marone Key Player Shootout, a pair of overtime wins uh, for your ball club, and I understand that you had 11 stitches and played through some pain in the uh, title game win over Cameron. They weren't You weren't going to let them take you out of that game, were you? No, I wasn't. Um, we haven't won that tournament in a really, really long time, and I just I really wanted to win it for Maroon. Win it for Maroon. Well played. All right, Sarah Judah, senior with the Tulsa Lady Rebels, thanks so much for joining us, and we wish uh, you and the Rebels nothing but the best as you uh, move forward in the season. Next game coming up. Uh, one week from tonight, Coach Maroon, another Friday night game. Which, um, afternoon actually, game, afternoon. 2 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, special 2 o'clock game on Friday in Raceland, Kentucky against Pikeville in the Ohio River Classic. Sarah Jude, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Be nice to your coach, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We all, I like that. We kind of put her on the spot there a little bit, and she handled that very, very well. We're going to step aside take a break. This is break two. When we come back, we will talk with Kevin Gertz, head coach of the Logan Girls. We'll talk with Dylan Godet of the Buccaneers Sports Network. We have the Buchanan Upshur University Girls game. And we'll get you another scoreboard update. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. This is the Christmas edition. Merry Christmas to you and yours. From everyone here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We do want to remind you, head over to our webpage, and if you've got someone remarkable on your team or an athlete that made an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. They'll join R.J. Klein from the Sherman Tide of last week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a standout athlete of the week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, and click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. We want you to join us on Twitter also, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And you can join some of our latest followers, including Dalen Rose, Michael Ashton, and Highlander Flan. They are all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.33 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Pre-Christmas edition. <laughs> I started hearing these voices in my head. And I was losing it. More so than normal, right? <laughs> I've got to say, our crew in the back doing a fantastic job with the music best tonight. I, and, Joe, you mentioned it. Like, I, I was not fully into the Christmas spirit until I got here. Now, oh, really? I, mean, I, I am now. I, I am ready to go. Ryan is normally the Festivus guy, but he's into the Christmas spirit. Now we even have the Festivus tree behind him. He didn't the even Festivus notice that. Pole. The, the pole. pole, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. Masquerades is a tree. <laughs> well, there will be no feats of strength or airing of grievances <laughs> here uh, this evening. Uh don't worry about that. But, um, you know, let's um, – we've got a lot to do. We're phone line is starting to back up a little bit, and we want to make sure we can get everyone in on a timely manner. So let's just jump right into the uh, Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketballnight.com scoreboard. Joe, we'll let you lead it off with the boys' scores. All right. Martinsburg in the Seahawk Classic knocks off Bishop England of Charleston, South Carolina, 62-55. And the Bob Runyon Memorial Tournament at Chapmanville, it was Fairmont Senior over Mount View tonight, 95-24. It was the Capital Cougars knocking off Oak Hill, 69-58. Morgantown, the Mohegans handed the Logan Wildcats their first loss tonight in the American Holmes Classic, 49-39. Fairmont Senior, uh, I believe that's a mistake on that one. Anyway, it's going. Hurricane Redskins knocked off Winfield 69-60. Austin Deering had 21 points for the Redskins. At the half, it's East Liverpool, Ohio, leading Oak Glen 28-18. 
In a final, it was Petersburg knocking off Berkeley Springs 64-46. And uh, in a game that's just got t- uh, just tipped off, the Charleston Catholic Irish lead uh, Valley Fayette 7 to nothing. This one a final, Midland Trail knocked off Fayetteville 68-56. It was the George Washington Patriots knocking off the uh, Kanawha County rivals of Riverside, 72-55. Greenbrier West picks up a win over Meadowbridge, 81-48. The Highlanders of Huntington fall to Fairland, Ohio tonight, 60-31. In another final, it was Wyoming East over Independence, 73-39. Trinity Christian Warriors knock off the Cougars of Jefferson, 70-32. In a game that's in the fourth quarter, John Marshall uh, handling the Brook Bruins easily, 75-37. In a final, went down to one point. Frankfurt knocked off Kaiser, 48-47. It was Liberty Raleigh, the Raiders, knocking off Pikeview, 93-58. The Tulsa Rebels pick up a big win over the Sherman Tide, 85-47. Spring Valley defeat South Point, Ohio, 70-46. It was Ripley in that Vikings Hoop Classic at Ripley, knocking off Point Pleasant, 60-47. It was Calvary Baptist over St. Joe, the Irish, 84-81. In a game at the half, the Chapmanville Tigers lead the Shady Spring uh, Tigers, 46-23. And it was the at the end of three, University leads Woodrow Wilson, 65-64. Looks like another good one. It'll go down to the wire. Coach Bro, you have the girls' scores. Let's take a look at the girls' scores. Looking for scores, look no more. Right here on BasketballNight.com, Morgantown knocks off Martinsburg, 59-55 in the American Homes Classic. Bealsville, Ohio knocks off Cameron. The Dragons lose 57-50. Midland Trail, 67 Fayetteville 56. Also on the girls' side, Magnolia continues to roll. They win 71-36 over Tyler Consolidated. The Blue Eagles now 6-1 on the season. St. Joe knocks off St. Lawrence of Canada 55-38. Valley Wetzel knocks off Peyton City. The Wildcats fall 61-41. That's in the PC's Hannah, or excuse me, Peyton City's Hannah Loy uh, scored her 1,000th point tonight in that one. Stroudsburg, Virginia 43. Moorefield 40. Uh, Williamstown gets a big win over Trinity tonight, 72-67. to The Yellow Jackets with the win in that one. Lincoln <clears throat> defeats Bridgeport, a low-scoring game, 38-32. The Lady Cougars get to win University, 61-52 over Buchanan Upshur. Fairmont Senior puts up 80 on North Marion, a 14-point win. We'll talk about that one a little bit later in the program. Big win for the Polar Bears. Allegheny, Maryland, 63-37 winners over Hampshire. Nicholas County, the Grizzlies back on track. Defeat Lewis County, 58-48. The Big Reds get a big win over the Crosstown rival, the defending AAA champs, Parkersburg, 64-61 winners over Park South. Ford Hill, Maryland falls tonight to Preston. Preston wins 69-38. And Wheeling Central gets a 58-50 win over Lindsley tonight. And that's your Marshall University Sports Journalism Scoreboard Update. We will talk with head coach Scott Cousins of the Parkersburg Big Reds girls basketball team in just a moment. Let's go right back to the phone lines, though, to Kevin Gertz. Head coach of the Lady Wildcats of Logan, uh, Coach Gertz. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. I told you last night that's past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, Coach Gertz and I were able to take a few minutes and uh, talk last night after the uh, 
game in Wayne. And, and, and Coach, we're not going to belabor the point, but your, your team came into that game undefeated, had a tough time uh, getting on track offensively early, fell behind, and kind of got into a hole you couldn't quite dig out of. Well, you know, we've got a real bad start. You score 12 points and a half, you're probably not going to be in a ball game. But we fought back, uh, got it to five in the third. And in the last minute, they score eight in a row and bump it back up to 13, and, and we couldn't recover from that. Peyton Nildleton is a freshman for your ball club. Uh, she's uh, one of, probably one of the top uh, young players across West Virginia right now. Yeah, she's... Uh, I've been waiting for her for a few years. Uh, she's a heck of a player. Uh, got to mature more, but she will. She, uh, you know, had a had a very good game last night, but uh, she got in foul trouble, and and I said, "Well, if she if I take her out, you know, we're trying to make a run here. And if I take her out, we're probably not going to." She was the only one really doing any scoring at the time, and uh, took a chance, left her in, rolled the dice, and she fouls out with just under six minutes to go, and that really, really probably sealed the deal. Coach, looking over the uh, roster, you you guys have got a really young ball team this season. Yeah, we're at, you know we've got we've got three seniors, have a couple of juniors. Our juniors haven't played since they were probably 12 years old. Two of our veteran athletes on the team. It's just, you know, they need experience. We've gone through so many injuries. We're down to 11 kids dressing because we've had four, three kids have surgery in the last two weeks and, uh, and had another one, had her tonsils taken out today. So that's the fourth one. We're down to 10. And, you know, you, can't really play JV ball with that, and the kids aren't getting experience. We're hoping to get another one or two more back from this soon, and uh, where we can get back to playing some more JV ball, getting you know, two juniors and a couple more freshmen, and you know more experience to where they can get out and help us. You know, we we are young. What where we're young is an experience. We've got four girls that have ever played varsity ball at all coming into this season and one of them maybe played 10 12 minutes the entire season last year and you know we're, we're going through some growing pains we're up we're down uh but you know five and one like i told them this is my ninth year i don't think that i've had a team start five and one you know, Shana senior year may have but our schedule was so tough i, I don't think we did but uh you know i'm real excited about this group they really care about each other. They play hard. But, uh, you know, there's going to be nights that we're very good. There's going to be some nights that we're not very good. Last night was one of those. Coach Kevin Gertz of the Logan Lady Wildcats. They are 5-1 and one on the season. They'll take on Westside uh, down in Clear Fork coming up on the 27th. So that is next Thursday. Coach, have a Merry Christmas. You too, guys. All right, that's Kevin, Kevin Gertz, head coach of the Logan Lady Wildcats. We'll jump right back to the phones uh, to Scott Cousins, head coach of the Parkersburg Big Reds, girls basketball team, the reigning AAA state champs, an undefeated team coming in. They were in a dogfight tonight, found yourself behind late in a rivalry with Parkersburg South, still able to come out with the road win. Coach, congratulations on that win. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a hard-fought win. 
Uh, tell me about uh, coming down the stretch in that ball game and uh, uh, kind of a back and forth game. I know you were behind with about two minutes to go, and um, but your team able to uh, calmly get through the uh, the remainder of that game and stave off uh, a challenge from your crosstown rival. Yeah, we had a we had a comfortable. It seemed like a comfortable lead, and just let it evaporate really, really quick. Give uh, South all the credit there. They just they took it to us, but we didn't. In years past, we might have folded, but we're a little bit older, a little more mature, and uh, the kids just had a calmness about them, and we were able to make a few more plays at the end than they could, made some free throws, and, and was able to ice it at the line. Hey, Coach, we was just talking to uh, Logan coach Kevin Gertz, and he's got a lot young ball club, but you're right in the same boat with him. Uh, you guys are, are really young, uh, you know, on your roster. Yeah, we have we have 20 kids total. Two seniors, eight juniors, a sophomore, and nine freshmen. And, and we had one freshman step up big tonight. Uh, Kristen Lowers uh, has three minutes of varsity action before tonight and played just about the whole second half. Did just a wonderful job out there. What a, you know I mean, it was if you've never been involved in a Parkersburg Parkersburg South game of some kind, it's quite the atmosphere. And, and I told her after the game, I said it wasn't very fair me putting a freshman in a spot like that. But he performed really, really well. Coach, your ball club uh, has played excellent competition at this point. You beat Fairmont Senior 69-48. We know how good Fairmont is after um, they beat North Marion soundly tonight. Beat Willing Central 75-60. That's a Willing Central team that won the Class A state title a year ago. Um, Beat Buchanan Upshur in a rematch of last year's state championship game. Beat George Washington in a tight game. I I guess you could say that even at 6-0, you're still going through the battles every night out. Yeah, and, and we want it that way. We tried to find the, the most difficult schedule we could find. I wanted to play all the best teams in the state of West Virginia. I, I wanted to challenge our kids. Sometimes, you know, if if you, you reach and you get that star, I didn't want them sitting on their lowers all year saying, hey, you know, we're state champs. I want to put them in, a, in an environment where they have to battle every night just to survive. And so far, they're, they're coming through pretty good. Coach Scott Cousins of the Parkersburg Big Reds, the girls' basketball team. They pick up the win tonight on the road at Parkersburg South. Uh, Coach, once again, thanks for joining us. Wish you a Merry Christmas as well. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. All right. Head Coach Scott Cousins of the Parkersburg Big Reds. We've got to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network. He's almost pulling Bo Anderson duty tonight. (laughs) He's going to hold for a while. We'll get to him as soon as we get back. This is Break 3 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local teams and their progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. 
Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that's called, sent texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call us toll-free, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Text the show, 304-249-4924, 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard at basketballnight.com. basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling <laughs> 9 49 on this basketball friday night in west virginia christmas spirit Exactly. Ryan I mean, Epling, Rick Marone, Joe Limble. If this doesn't get you in the Christmas spirit, <laughs> nothing will. I'm I feel it. like I should go buy some presents or something. <laughs> Maybe really. I can get one of these. Again, uh, <laughs> a little re-gift. You never heard anything. No, no. You know, if you're not going to use it, give it to someone else. There you go. Use it. It's not. It's not a disrespectful thing. It's just. Uh, trying to find a use for it. Actually, I think that's a, a very kind and generous thing. It's and very resourceful. Very resourceful. Yes, and, and not wasteful one bit. i got to share this. My wife will not even buy me a Christmas present anymore because I always <laughs> return yeah. them. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it was always <laughs> close, but I, you know, maybe I could find a better deal somewhere else. You know, I'm a, I, I really get down to the nitty-gritty, so <laughs> she don't even buy me Christmas presents anymore. So. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I am too. I'm depressed. My now. kids we were take feeling care good. Of me, you, know, so, well, you know, take what you can get. That's but, right. Um, again, welcome back to the program. Fastest three hours in radio. We've got just a little over two hours to go, and already uh, tightening up on making sure we get everything that we have in store for you tonight. And let's go to Dylan Goday of the Buccaneers Sports Network. He had the call of the University Buchanan Upshur girls game tonight. University picked up the win. And that one, and uh, Dylan, uh, before we go into the game tonight, uh, we, we ran across a tweet from Jamie Davis showing a, a picture of the Buccaneer Sports Network broadcasting crew. And I have to ask about the outfit that, again, this is a picture from a distance. I believe that's your color commentator. Got to ask about that, that yeah. outfit. What was that? Yeah, it's. For Christmas, the Christmas mood. Uh, he, it was a funny suit as uh, Mr. Gibson. He's uh, the coach at, from McCann Upshire for baseball. But yeah, he he wore that. We we were surprised by it. We thought, um, what exactly are you wearing? But it actually lit up as well. So definitely, he said he got it at Sam's Club of all places. So <laughs> going around to Sam's Club, you can pick up that nice suit. He said at a low price too. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a red holiday suit. Uh, 
uh, like I said, no, there's no doubting that he's in the Christmas spirit, uh, ready to go. And hey, you had a good basketball game tonight. University is a good ball club, uh, a good test for my Canada Upshur as they kind of uh, weather the storm from the loss of a very good senior class from a year ago. And uh, good ball game tonight. University though came out with the win. Yeah, great ball game and huge implications on this game even early on with the, one of the best regions, if not the best region in Super Region 1 in West Virginia. And then in Section 2 here with Morgantown University, Pecan, Upshur, and Preston. University is now in the driving seat to get that one seat after getting this win tonight after they've already beaten Morgantown on the season, which is huge for them after playing at Morgantown in sectionals the last two seasons. Uh, but for McCann and Upshur in this game, it was tied at 49 uh, in the fourth quarter, and then University went on a run there to end the game on a 12-3 to run, able to make their free throws at the end of the game. Um, Zoe Murphy for University knocked down some big threes, made five threes in the game for University, knocked down some threes late uh, to get them the, the win, but a big win for University for McCann and Upshur just battling through, like you mentioned, losing their key players um, in Hannah McClung and Lauren Bennett from last season. You really, at the end of the game, you saw who was going to step up for Buchanan Upshur to kind of take over the game, and there really wasn't that player, and I think that may have been what cost them the game. And, and again, still, though, uh, kind of kind of getting their, uh, kind of feeling their way through, I guess, the early portion of this season, and uh, Buchanan Upshur's already played Parkersburg, has already played uh, University now, and uh, it's still early in the season, Dylan. You seeing the improvements though in this ball club uh, every time out? Definitely seeing improvements, um, especially from that first game against Frankfurt. The team looked a little out of sorts at some moments in the game, uh, but this game you definitely saw some maturity, especially out of Audrey Day and, and Allie Robinson. Allie Robinson made some big threes uh, during that third and fourth quarter to get them back into it. University had a lead at halftime, but can't battle back. Took the lead for a short period of time. Uh, but there's definitely some improvement, especially shooting the basketball. And defensively, they've gotten back to their full-court pressure. It's back. We're wondering when it would come back for Buchanan Upshur to get back into turning teams over. They're able to turn University over 20 times tonight, just not able to get to victory. So definitely an improving ball club and should continue to improve with a Christmas tournament coming up and then a, a big showdown with Morgantown coming up in January. So it's a team that's improving. Kind of like uh, I wouldn't compare them too much to the Parkersburg team of last year. Parkersburg started off slow. McCann Upshur, kind of the same thing this year with, with some tough games. They also played North Marion on Wednesday, so uh, a battle-tested team kind of worn out a little bit tonight, but they have the Christmas break and then the Christmas tournament to get things going back on the right foot. McCann Upshur falls tonight to University. Dylan Godet of the Buccaneers Sports Network, thanks so much for joining us, and have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. You as well. All right, and we always appreciate Dylan calling in and keeping us updated on the Lady Bucks, and he does an excellent job uh, of covering them, and um, I think everybody will agree that they could use uh, someone like that within their school to uh, help promote their school and, and uh, get the word out. Yeah, he, does, he, he he's passionate about what he does, and you can tell that in his voice and his excitement, even though the team may be struggling a little bit. He's, he's still out there doing the PR and, and promoting the team. Now, we're up against a hard break, so we'll get to Rodney Plumley, head coach of the Lincoln County boys basketball team, um, right at the top of the hour. I don't, I don't want to shortchange him here. We're just a little bit tight, so hang in there with us, Coach. We'll get you right at the top of the hour. But uh, Coach Marone, you, you've coached a, a long time. You know what it's like to lose a, a couple of four-year starters you know, and, and, and come back with a somewhat inexperienced team that can still maybe outperform expectations. I know the Canada Upshur is still early in the season, but if they improve as the season goes along, they can be a dangerous team again this year. 
Yeah, I believe so. And then when you have a coaching change too, I think that can't be underestimated what uh, what they are able to do. But you're exactly right. Those girls were a key part of the run they've had over the last couple of years, How, albeit more in a role, a role situation. But now they're stepping forward, and I agree with you. You'll see them progress throughout the year. And even though they came up short tonight against University, that's a solid effort, and I think they will be a dangerous team late in the season. I'm going to put you on the spot, and you won't answer this straight <laughs> up. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just say this uh, anyway. Um, over your time as coach of the Tulsa Lady Rebels, uh, can you think of any maybe specific instance where you had uh, a supporting cast player step into uh, a, a starring role almost that maybe you didn't even expect before the season started? Yeah, it's happened several times, and I think anytime you have a senior-laden club with leadership, uh, you find that opportunity. And and I know we don't have a lot of time, but you know, one of the things I knocked myself on the head, you know, one of the premier players we ever had, Kara Pollinger, who started at the Naval Academy for three years. She was on my JV team the first half of her freshman year until I kind of wised up and moved her in. My IQ went way up when we moved her into the varsity, and it was off and running from there. Sometimes you got to kind of see how people fit in. So she went uh, – she was one that just took a meteoric rise, but you could see that potential. And it's an uh, opportunity. You know, when opportunity meets talent, it's something special. It sure is. And, and Joe, we were right against the break, but um, it's always good to see those kids that maybe uh, – you know, are a class behind and end up having to play with the older kids growing up. Right. They don't have all that on them, but then their senior year, they become leaders maybe for the first time. It, and it's, handle. it's great experience for them, and it, it look, makes them look forward to the next season as well. That's also a, a part of life. Sometimes exactly. you end up being the leader of your own life for a while until you're married. Um, <laughs> right now, we're going to step aside, take our final break of the first hour. When we come back, we'll talk with Rodney Plumley, head coach of the Lincoln County Panthers. All that and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Thank you tonight to all of our affiliates listening to the Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Our affiliates include WKQV and Cowan, 106.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. Also, we're on WQWV and Fisher. We're on WKKX Wheeling, WVLY Moundsville. 92.5 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley WRSG Middleburn WRNR Martinsburg WHFI Linside WBES Charleston WVOW in Logan WRRR St. Mary's WMTD Hinton WQAZ LP Edmond Beckley WIAPLP Clay WASPLP in Huntington, WVWP in Wayne, WFGH in Fort Gay, and we're on 88.1 FM, Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find us in the tri-state area on Comcast, Channel 25, Armstrong Digital, Channel 204, statewide, 
Suddenlink Network, West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epley alongside Coach Rick Marone and Joe Linville on Saturday. Did you notice we had a fireplace in the studio tonight? It's in front of you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it it's it's burning too. That's, you wondered why it was warming. I did. Right? I was well. It's good to know that there's a fire right in front of me. That's the first time I've noticed that tonight. And of course, using non-flammable gift wrap. Right. A good was, safety tip there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Always keep your tree watered unless it's artificial. Um, <laughs> you know. It, it's just a great time of year, and uh, unfortunately, we talked about the weather having a little bit of a factor on things. Yes, it's rained a whole lot throughout uh, West Virginia, and especially throughout the western part of the state. But I think everybody's been under this uh, last bout of rain. It's rained for like twenty-eight <laughs> or twenty-nine hours in a row, basically. And um, pretty heavy at times as well. So. As we all know too well, the creeks and streams in West Virginia uh, can handle a little bit of rain, but not, you know, a deluge. And they're, they're pretty well, uh, the ground is pretty saturated. So that means that there was a game that was postponed tonight. Lincoln County was scheduled to play Mingo Central. That boys' game did not take place. Rodney Plumley, head coach of the Panthers, joins us now on basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And, Coach, sometimes you can't catch a break. We haven't had the big snow just yet, or really any snow of substance, but rain gets you tonight. Yeah, um, myself and the administration just uh, really didn't feel comfortable once it got around noon today, and it just it just was just kept raining. In Lee County, it's really poured for about thirty six hours, and um, just a lot of areas around. Uh, in all directions, was having high waters with the creeks, and the local river was up, and and the radar didn't wasn't showing any signs of letting up anytime soon. So really, nobody felt comfortable getting the kids out on a long trip tonight, and then trying to get them back home safely. Hey, coach, your Panthers uh, are off to a good start, uh, four and one on the season. Uh, your, your thoughts? Well, we started out playing pretty well. Um, you know, this bunch, uh, our main, our starters are all seniors, and they all got a lot of playing time last year, and they're they're really comfortable with each other, and they have good chemistry. And we've inserted uh, three talented sophomores into the rotation with them that fit real nice. And um, defensively, they really get after it, and the pace of the game is pretty intense, and they're comfortable with that. And uh, they're playing really well. Um, 
started off the season with uh, Scott, and Scott's got a Scott has a talented uh, an experience with all the kids back from last year. And uh, that first game was one of the one of the most exciting games a lot of people around here seen in a long time. When, when you're talking regulation basketball and the score is 98 to 95, uh, both teams put on a show. And uh, we're hoping for more games like that. And yeah, we've been playing pretty well so far. The games I've watched you play so far, you guys. Uh, to me, it's a little bit non-traditional, but you got some athletes on that team that can they, that can get in there and, and work the boards very well. Yeah, we we really don't have a true post player, uh, but we got a couple kids with some length, and our guards are real scrappy, penetrating type guards that really can make things happen off the dribble, and are real crafty once they get inside penetration and get in the lane. Um, we don't we don't very we don't win too many rebounding battles for the night, but as long as we feel like we can keep the battle close on the boards, that hopefully our turnover margin is going to be enough to our advantage to where we can overcome those night in and night out. Lincoln County four and one on the season, and uh, again unable to get that game in tonight with Mingo Central. Uh, have, have you got a, a rescheduled date on that, or is that one that I know it can be tough to, to get those games in sometimes? We didn't get one set, but me and Coach Elkins, uh, we feel we feel pretty good that we're going to be able to work out something later in January, maybe February if we have to. I know he's kind of booked up a lot in February, but um, we're trying to we're eyeballing that last week in January, trying to squeeze something in. We'd really like to get this game in because we only play each other once a year. You know, we trade off sites and just alternate it and rotate it year in and year out. And we'd like to get it in if at all possible, especially with them being a sectional opponent. Well, you're in the midst of a 10-game road trip. Not really a trip because it's not one trip, but thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. It feels yeah. like it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we played our last uh, home game, I believe it was uh, January uh, or, excuse me, December fourteenth or fifteenth or something like that, and 10th. or no, December tenth. And uh, our next was January fifteenth. That doesn't happen very often, but man, that's a long stretch to get away from your home gym. But uh, we're approaching it with a positive, positive outlook because we feel like you know this is going to tell our season. Coach you know, Rod, how we do during this ten game stretch is going to be, make the bulk of our season. Coach Rodney Plumley of the Lincoln County boys basketball team. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. Merry Christmas and uh, stay safe. Hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can get through this weather. It's, it, I'm tired yeah, of yeah, it. Yes, sir. You hate well, you hate to cancel games during or during winter because of rain. But you know, weather's weather. But I, I appreciate it, guys, and uh, you guys have a good Christmas. Thanks so much. Rodney Plumley, head coach of the Lincoln County Panthers boys basketball team. Always good to talk with Coach Plumley. Enjoy that. Uh, we'll have James Barker in just a minute, but I wanted to talk with uh, Coach Plumley first before we did our scoreboard update because um, you know he'd been so generous to hold on through the break for us there. So let's get to our basketball Friday night in West Virginia scoreboard. This is the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. lead us off why not looking for scores look no more visit basketballnight.com we'll turn the girl scores over to joe here in just a second too just so you can be ready thank you um boys basketball tonight involving west virginia teams martinsburg 
defeats Bishop England of Charleston, South Carolina in the Seahawk Classic in Hilton Head, South Carolina. 62-55, Bulldogs get the win. Fairmont Senior rolls tonight in the Chapmanville Tournament, defeating Mount View 95-24. Capital defeats Oak Hill 69-58 in the American Homes Classic. It was Morgantown defeating Logan 49-39. Battle of two good boys basketball teams there tonight. Hurricane wins the Battle of Putnam County with a 69-60 victory over the Winfield Generals. Austin Deering, 21 points in the win for the Redskins. Oak Glen defeats East Liverpool, Ohio, 57-55. It was Weir defeating Steubenville Catholic Central, Ohio, 49-41. Red Riders get the win. South Hagerstown, Maryland defeats Spring Mills. Tight game there. 64-61 South Hagerstown gets the win over the Cardinals. Princeton, in that long-awaited game with Graham, defeats the G-Men tonight, 66-52. That game was postponed from earlier in the season because Graham was preparing for the Virginia Football State Championship game, which the G-Men won. Also, Petersburg defeats Berkeley Springs, 64-46. It was Charleston Catholic, a 67-43 victor over Valley Fayette. Midland Trail knocks off Fayetteville tonight, 68-56. George Washington, a winner over Riverside, 72-55. Greenbrier West picks up an 81-48 victory over the Meadow Bridge Wildcats. Fairland, Ohio defeats Huntington, 60-31. Dragons get the win. Proctorville, Ohio just across the 31st Street Bridge from Huntington. Wyoming East defeats Independence, 73-39. The final of that one, Warriors get the win. It was Trinity Christian over Jefferson, 70-32. John Marshall defeats Brooke. 75 to 37. Tight game in Mineral County where Frankfurt has bragging rights with a 48-47 road victory over the Kaiser Golden Tornado. Also tonight, Liberty Raleigh defeats Pikeview 93-58. Tulsa Rebels get a big win tonight over the Sherman Tide. 85-47 Rebels get the win. Spring Valley wins tonight over South Point, Ohio, 70-46. Racine Southern picks up a victory over Wahama. 59-48 the final in that one. In the Viking Hoops Classic, Ripley defeats Point Pleasant, 60-47. And Calvary Baptist defeats Huntington St. Joe, 84-81. So St. Joe and Point Pleasant tomorrow, Calvary Baptist and Ripley tomorrow. Also in the Chapmanville Tournament, Bob Runyon uh, Tournament, 73-53. Chapmanville Regional defeats Shady Spring. So Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior, a showdown, usually set for Charleston tomorrow except for Chapmanville Regional High School. Also, University tonight defeats Woodrow Wilson by a final of 93-83. to Hawks remain undefeated. In the American Home Classic, on the ladies' side of the scoreboard, it was the Martinsburg Lady Bulldogs falling to the Morgantown Mohegans tonight, 59-55. It, uh, Sydney Clogg for the Mohegans scored 18 points in that one. In a game that's went final, Billsville, Ohio, knocks off Cameron, 57-50. Midland Trail, the Patriots, a winner tonight over the Fayetteville Pirates, 67-56. It was Magnolia, big winners tonight over the Lady Knights of Tyler Consolidated, 71-36. St. Joe, the Irish, knock off St. Laurent of Canada in the Greensboro, North Carolina Holiday Classic, 55-38. 
It was Valley Wetzel, the Lumberjacks, knocking off Peyton City tonight, 61-41. But uh, Peyton City's Hannah Loy scored her 1,000th point in that game tonight. It was Strasburg, Virginia over Moorefield, 43-40. It was Trinity Christian falling to Williamstown tonight, 72-67. Belfry, Kentucky comes up two points short as Tug Valley knock off uh, the Pirates, 53-51. In a final, it was the Lincoln Cougars over Bridgeport tonight, 38-32. University knocks off Buckhannon Upshur. The Lady Buccaneers go down 61-52. Fairmont Senior knock off North Marion 80-66. It was Allegheny, Maryland winners tonight over Hampshire 63-37. Nicholas County, the Lady Grizzlies picking up the win over Lewis County 58-48. And a game that went right down to the wire. The Lady Big Reds, Parkersburg, knock off Parkersburg South in that crosstown battle, 64-61. Princeton, knock off Fort Hill, Maryland, 69-38. Summers County, big winners tonight, 91-21 over Valley Fayette. And it was Wheeling Central, knocking off Lindsay tonight, 58-50. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism scoreboard. Let's go and take a break right now. When we come back, we will talk with James Barker, WVOW. What a tournament the Bob Runyon Classic is this year. I bet they put pre-sale tickets tonight for tomorrow night. Might as well. We'll talk with James Barker about that. He covered both games there tonight. Featured three of AA's top teams. Uh, We'll talk about that. And we will also speak with Garrick Justice, head coach of the Riverview Raiders girls basketball team. That's when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall's sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in the expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. And make sure you check out this week's poll question. This week's question, should girls basketball be kept in winter or move back to the fall? Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Last week's question was, should there be a running clock mercy rule in high school basketball? 65% of you said yes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Join us on Twitter tonight at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us your team score. Give us comments on your game. Anything you want us to know. 
Send it to us by Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling 10 16 on the program ryan epling joe linville rick marone happy to have you along four days away it's upon us St. Nick is in its final preparations he was uh, paddle boarding out on the Ohio River in the little canal really? uh, earlier this week had I think some free time a little yeah. relaxation before this all really <laughs> yeah. gets in a high gear he's a lot calmer than I would be you know, four days out he jumped into the river do you know how cold it is He's used uh, to it. You know what's in that river? He's used to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It's the North Pole. It's warm to him. Like it wasn't froze over, so it was good to go. For him, it was a hot tub. But uh, <laughs> happy to have you along here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Hope you're having as much fun as we are here on uh, this December 21st, 2018. Third episode of Season 6 of Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Episode 76 overall. Um so glad you could join us. And we'll talk with uh, James Barker in just a minute from WVOW. I want to jump right now to the head coach of the Riverview Raiders girls basketball team, Garrick Justice. He joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach, welcome back to the program. Hey guys, it's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here again. Uh, we've uh, still uh, under uh, water over here, but we're doing all right. <laughs> I tell you, it just—it was—it's been relentless, and I, I just—I remember rains like this, obviously before, but I, I'm just tired of it. I've tried to forget them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, when uh, when uh, when you kind of put a tournament on, and you're dealing with uh, you know three, four other schools, and you know the weather becomes a problem again, but uh, you uh, you spend a lot of time on the phone, you know, trying to make sure everything can uh, work out correctly. But again, we got all three games in today. So we had to. Flip the schedule some, but um, still getting into we got three games in of basketball, and you know, our crowd was down a little bit because of weather. But uh, hopefully, again, all the players get back home safe, and you know, a couple of them got pretty good trips. But um, you know, we're pleased to have uh, got these games in down here. Well, coach, we're, we we got to be up front here. We don't have the score for any of those three games. Let's can we uh, well, can you help I, us I, out? Luckily, I have them right here in front of me. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> um, imagine that. <laughs> uh, in the first game, um, again, the Mountain View played Wesley Christian. Now, again, they played yesterday. Uh, but because of Wesley's traveling so far, again, they played again today, uh, which, you know, um, you know, both of them were fine with that. Again, they both wanted to play, but, uh, you know, we had to worry about weather. Uh, but the Lady Knights uh, won 76-22. to 22. Uh, Again, the Coach Kenny Brown's. Starting to turn the corner up there a little bit. Which you know, that Wesley's a really young team and you know struggling. But from Mountain View, you know that's um, that's two straight wins for them again. You know, um, um, both versus Wesley Christian, but still yet, you know, all wins are good, is what they say. And you know, so um, uh, again, the we're county rivals, but still yet, you like to you know see your neighbors do well at times. Um, the second game was uh, us and men, and again that. Uh, uh, that that was a flip flop that ended up happening. Uh, 
we had two girls that couldn't make it, and uh, my mini twins uh, had a prior engagement. And then the weather that they kind of texted me and said it'll be hard for us to get back. And, you know, that's one of my starters and um, probably my second girl off the bench. Uh, so we played a little shorthanded, but, um, you know, we played well. Uh, uh, we defeated man 51 to 21. And then in the nightcap, um, George Washington, God love their hearts. You know, uh, you know the Patriots is their nickname, but they'll be the Warriors. And, you know, they uh, went to Greenbrier East on um, Wednesday. Uh, then they drove down here last night and played us, and then they drove back down here again tonight to play Westside. Um, but the final of that was 68 to 38. And uh, the fourth quarter, you know, I think GW had only scored like six points, and again, you could tell that three days of uh, travel had uh, taken their legs from them a little bit. Uh, but it was nice, uh, you know, have one of the Valley teams come down here and play, and you know, a, 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 a good Valley team at that. You know, so again, we're happy to have George Washington and. You know, down here to kind of highlight you know the two games on both nights for us. One thing I think high school athletics allows is uh, an excuse for people to go to parts of the state they wouldn't normally um, go to, and I think that you hosting that event and having the schools that you had in it that you maybe you know you don't have a direct relationship with in terms of uh, you're not going to run across them in the postseason. Uh, George Washington right. is an example. Um, it's it's kind of a a way to to show off uh, you know your neck of the woods in West Virginia to uh, people who wouldn't normally come by. Yeah, being 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 a history teacher again, I talk to my kids all the time in class. I said, you know, we got a lot of history stuff down here. If it's Hatfield McCoy, if it's the Mine Wars, and you know, but it's just so hard for people to get to that they don't know about it. And um, again, that with uh, Jamie down at GW, you know, we've played in his summer shootout for ten years. And, again, we talk the state tournament every year. And, uh, again, we shoot the bull down there. And he said, you know, Coach, I'd like to come down there one time. I said, well, come on down. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, the other just kind of, you know, just started talking. We put it together. And, again, but every year I try to go somewhere different with our girls. Again, we've been in Greenbrier East a few years. Again, but, you know, we, we're uh, we're, uh, we're going back. You know, we, uh, we play in, you know, the Hoops Classic every year at the big house or something. Again, but, uh, you know, for, for our kids, again, I like to take them to different parts of the state as much as I can, play a couple triple A teams every year that, again, that we're not expected to win, but, again, we want to compete and, you know, just say, hey, the, you know, we can, you know, play with people, compete with people, and, you know, and, and build some confidence again. And, again, I think that game for us last night had done that. Again, that uh, we, we've, uh, we've lost by 20, but played within 10 most of the game. Again, our girls after the game, that they were excited. You know, they had sort of turned that curve again that we had to, Try to replace Kirsten Roberts, who's ran the show here for us for four years. The point, and uh, I have a nice group of juniors, but it's really the first time that they've had to try and do something by themselves. Um, again, the last night was a really huge step for them as far as stepping up and relaxing and going toe to toe with a top five AAA school. So, you know, um, that's the purpose of it. A week off now before you're back at it with a. Tall task, literally, against uh, Wyoming East. Oh, absolutely, and um, again, that uh, this this region three down here, uh, you know, Wyoming East and West Side, and then over on our side, you got Bluefield, Pikeview, and Jamison Hill. I think is what six and zero or something mm-hmm. right now. Again, but they're playing great. Um, yeah, I'm probably the four seed, and um, again, I think I got a pretty good team. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, and and um, and then. Um, uh, uh, the girls up uh, the girls up at uh, Indy right now are are doing much better. You know, so again, it's strong basketball down here. You know, girls and boys. 
Garrick Justice, head coach of the Riverview Raiders girls basketball team. They hosted a tournament between raindrops over the course of the past two days. Uh, coach, thanks so much for joining us. And, um, again, can't commend you enough on the job you do with that team. Guys, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Once again, Garrick Justice, head coach of the Riverview Lady Raiders. James Barker, WVOW Radio, called games involving three undefeated AA boys basketball teams tonight. Obviously, one of them no longer undefeated. He joins us now. James, what a night for basketball in Chapmanville. Yeah, the uh, Bob Runyon Memorial Holiday Tournament really uh, has, a, has a lot of people talking about basketball in Chapmanville right now, Ron, with Fairmont Sr. making the trip down uh, from I-79 into, into Chapmanville, and, and Dave Retton's ball club looked phenomenal tonight as they defeat Mount View 95-24, to and uh, really, the defense of Dave Retton's ball club is is phenomenal. They are so long and athletic that when you play on a floor not named the Civic Center, it becomes very difficult to attack them. Well, tonight, again, you saw uh, Fairmont Senior with that win over Mountain View. You also had Chapmanville defeating Shady Spring. Shady Spring was undefeated coming in. Um, you know, everyone knows about. Uh, Obina down there uh, at Chapmanville, having him back. He's a high-level D1 recruit. But uh, having lost Drew Williamson, I think it was natural to expect at least some kind of drop-off from Chapmanville. And I, I don't know that they haven't retooled to become at least the same caliber as they were a year ago. Well, when you look at this Chapmanville roster, you would expect, like you said, Ryan, uh, maybe uh, some struggles here early on in the season. But They've, they've been able to fit these guys in in the place of Drew Williamson and Kyle Browning and, and Dylan Smith. Maybe not as good as they were at the end of last season yet, but they're working toward it. Andrew Scholl, a transfer uh, coming in, played a phenomenal game tonight against Shady Spring. Uh, you have Brandon Elkins that started, finished with five points, but defensively played a really good game as well. And then the senior, Devin Collins, who uh, feels like, for me, has been there for almost over four years, but he he provides that senior leadership on the floor, and, and you know a, a kid that you know, last year was a, a kind of a three and D type player now can and do it all. He, he plays on the inside when Obina has to go out of the game. And, uh, he had uh, two or three blocks tonight, and uh, still finishes at the rim really well. So this is a Chapmanville team, like you said, Ron has, has kind of retooled, but still very very dangerous on the Shady Spring side. Uh, very, very impressed by Stephen Williams, the senior for the Shady Spring Tigers. Uh, a great game. Uh, played toe-to-toe with Abina on the inside and, and really uh, showed uh, a lot of the state, especially down here in Chapmanville, that you know Shady Spring has a chance to, to make it to Charleston this year. James, uh, we, you know, Ryan kind of did a little preview there. What, what do you think of the matchup tomorrow night between Fairmont and Chapmanville? I know one thing. Uh, it will be the highest attended consolation game in the history of the Bob Runyon Memorial <laughs> Holiday Tournament because they will be packed in there to watch the you know Class AA rematch, state championship rematch. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think the building will be electric. I, I think that it will be a very, very raucous atmosphere. Um, even Fairmont brought fans down tonight against Mountain View, and, and they were loud and. and really uh, kind of impose their will on the gym at times as well. And I, I just feel like that um, 
and, and I was talking to some friends uh, during the the Fairmont game. I said, you know, with the smaller court that you know Chapmanville has versus the Civic Center, it is so difficult to attack Fairmont when they they run and trap you, or they get in a one three one, and they do all kinds of different things. And, uh, I think that'll be a difference tomorrow. The spacing of the floor, and you know, Chapmanville's long too. I, I actually think this one is going to be. Uh, a more low-scoring contest than it will be a high-scoring contest. Hey, James, i got to ask you this. Your dad's uh, the AD there at Chapmanville. Did he put any tickets uh, on sale tonight for tomorrow night's contest? I, you know, I, I really don't know the answer <laughs> to that. But, uh, that would have been a wise move. He probably could have He probably could have put them on StubHub and they would have sold there as well. You know? <laughs> probably I, sold gonna out. It's going to be packed. It's going to be packed. That should be a whole lot of fun tomorrow. You've got Shady Spring and Mount View in the Constellation game, and then you've got Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior in the championship game. That sounds familiar. The last two AA champions meeting again. They played each other in those two championship games in Charleston, and now it'll take place tomorrow in Chapmanville. Should be a lot of fun. James, enjoy that. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, you know. Uh, we appreciate what you guys do for uh, basketball and the uh, young people here in the state of West Virginia. Thanks so much, and Merry Christmas to you as well. It's James Barker, WVOW Radio in Logan, as he had Fairmont and uh, Mountain View and also Chapmanville and Shady Spring tonight. Another big event tomorrow night in Logan, Landallen Concert. Oh. <laughs> and that's where I have to be. I can't go to the basketball. <laughs> decisions, decisions. Out, yeah, really. No. <laughs> It's it's a working <laughs> for me. Landau. Although Landau's great, I'm not taking anything away from him. But that basketball game is oh, something love to else. Be there, yeah. Can he just go over and perform the national anthem before the <laughs> hey, basketball hey, game? I'll, pro- and then I'll throw do- that at his manager. I'll take him up there. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and we'll forget to come back. <laughs> <laughs> First time out, Landau Eugene Murphy Jr., winner of America's Got Talent from Logan. Um, West Virginia, uh, a couple of years ago, he won. Well, it's, well, it's been six it's been years ago now. Something like that. I was going to say it's been more than a couple. <laughs> it's been a couple, three times now. Six years ago, mercy. But, uh, you know, a lot of fun there, and uh, that should be a great tournament. Hey, we're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we would be remiss to not talk about two coaches in AA programs who resigned since we last spoke. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Congratulations last week goes out to R.J. Klein, Sherman Tide. He was selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. And tonight, there will be another one. If you have someone remarkable on your team or an athlete make an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a standout athlete of the week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the standout athlete of the week tab, fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. 
Com. Also, don't forget our poll question tonight. Should girls basketball be kept in winter or moved to the fall? You could go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page, and you've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. We'll make sure to share the results with you at the end of the show this evening. Join us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup and a shout out to dalen rose michael ashton our latest twitter followers School basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Rudolph 10.32 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Joe Linville with you. Happy to have you here on the Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. A lot of games taking place tonight as teams get ready for a short holiday break before there will be several games this coming week after Christmas before New Year's. Um, it's a fun time of year. I uh, want to uh, let you know you can always find scores on basketballnight.com, on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. Um, you can find that you can like our Facebook page, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Um, really, there, there's we're on just about every social media platform. You can always find a way to stay connected, find out what's happening, and join our Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. And if you miss something on one of the shows, you can always go back to our website, which links you over to YouTube, and go back and watch the show or a segment of the show. So, and uh, yeah, a couple things to, to talk about real quick. Um, since last we spoke, uh, Westside girls basketball coach Jamie Lusk uh, resigned over the course of the past week, uh, citing family uh, health situation, and uh, certainly wish Coach Lusk the best. He led the Renegades to a state title and had Hope Fluster in that ball club uh, for a few years, was a, a regular in Charleston, and, a, and did win a state championship. Yeah, and actually, uh, I think they were kind of on the upswing again, so our best wishes go to Coach Lusk and his family, a great friend of the program and a great man as well, knowing him over many years uh, through the coaching profession. He's a, a really uh, first-class individual. Wish him the best. And, and Ryan, I know uh, he's not the only one uh, the, that stepped down this past week uh, with uh, kind of a marquee program. Yeah, Mingo Central girls basketball coach Brandon Ball resigned this week as well. Um, and just going from the Williamson Daily News, we won't get into details too specifically, but apparently uh, two of the girls on that basketball team got into an altercation during a game, um, and uh, he was asked to resign. They were suspended, and I believe they've transferred, and he did resign. Um, so that, that was a, a difficult situation, but he's, he's been so good to this program to join us over the years and chat with us, and uh, we'll miss talking with him. And um, and it's unfortunate, you know, it's, you know yeah. sometimes things get out of your control, but, you know, somebody has to be the fall guy. So we uh, we wish Coach Ball uh, the very best and hopefully something up 
will open up for him, you know, in the future. And, and do want to mention real fast that tonight, uh, Tug Valley's girls defeated Belfry 53-51. So a good win tonight for the um, Panthers. Uh, I was in Naugatuck tonight. So Yeah, and, and there's a case where you have uh, the old becoming new, Coach uh, Clyde Farley, a, a friend of mine, uh, coached the Panthers back in the early 2000s, uh, reemerged at the middle school level over the last few years. So he actually has a group going through there, very talented, uh, Caleb Baisden. Uh, leads the charge there, Michaela May. They've got some new, some. They've got a really nice ball club, a group he has worked with through the middle school. So he's uh, taking it to the next level. That job opened up, and Coach Farley uh, will have them back in the mix. Tug Valley was a state tournament uh, presence in girls basketball for several years, and uh, he had them there, and uh, they're on the uprise. That's a nice win for them over a good Belfry team. Yeah, Tug Valley. It seems like no matter what sport they're in, they they <laughs> they come up with some good teams from you know you know they're not being a part of that Mingo Central. You know the other four schools that merged together. So mm-hmm. some good sports programs coming out of Tug yeah, Valley. Yeah, Kermit Lenore had some big tradition too before they consolidated into Tug Valley on the boys and the girls side, and Tug Valley's really took that and went to another level on both sides. Uh, I'm always impressed with Tug Valley's ability to, to compete because uh, you know rural schools face their own challenges. Um, yeah, you're talking about it's difficult to get everybody to in the same place to practice sometimes. Yeah. I mean, those are those are challenges that I think uh, you know some schools don't have. Other schools have even worse than, than what they do, and, and you know it's just something I have to take to. And Coach May, uh, Ed May does a great job there, and uh, of course his uh, son graduated, moved on. I think W Tech uh, playing there, but. You know, he has always wanted to compete at the highest level, and since last week's program, uh, we didn't really mention it, was last Saturday, he took his group to Clarksburg-Notre Dame and took on a very strong uh, Notre Dame team, competed, uh, talked to him Tuesday night, and uh, uh, they really uh, played well there. They end up coming up short, uh, made the trip to Clarksburg on a Saturday. He wants to play that top competition, see where his team's at, and that's what it's all about, getting ready for February-March. Yeah, when we talked to him, that, that's what he said. He wanted to play that really tough schedule. You know, that's how you get better. You know, mm-hmm. you just you got to face the competition. One thing that we pride ourselves on here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia is our ability to be timely, to turn things around in a fairly quick and efficient order and present them to you, um, you know, in perhaps a little bit of a different way or or the best way that we possibly can. Um, one kind of fell in our laps this week. Earlier this week, the Tulsa Rebels boys team defeated Tug Valley. Uh, on a three-pointer by Jesse Muncy with just about 10 seconds left. That game was in Glenn Hayes. It was a big win for the Rebels um, who had you know, fought valiantly with Lawrence County, Kentucky, and Huntington uh, last week. Lost two fairly close games there. Tulsa off to a pretty good start otherwise and uh, it lost uh, 93-84 to Lawrence County. Lost 67-61 to Huntington before picking up that 44-41 victory over Tug Valley. Jesse Muncy hit that last-second three from the left wing, uh, just kind of dribbled the clock down from about 15, maybe went a little bit earlier than one would expect, and maybe that was why he was able to get the shot off from almost NBA range, and it barely moved the net. I mean, it was about as true as, as you will get. And you can hear that if you're watching the video stream. You can see it right now. We'll just kind of lay out let you the audio tell the story. I mean, that's an NBA three. He, he nailed it. Just pull up and put it through. That's exactly what Jesse Muncy did. Luke Creasy was able to catch up. He has more with this week's standout athlete of the week, Jesse Muncy of the Tulsa Rebels. The Tulsa Rebel boys basketball team won just six games this past season. 
five games into their 2018-19 campaign. They've already won three. Now, basketball is a team sport, but oftentimes one extraordinary performance can be the ignition for a shift in attitude on the court and in the locker room. That's what makes Tulsa freshman Jesse Muncie this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia standout athlete of the week. One year ago, Muncie was playing basketball for Crum Middle School. Fast forward 365 days, and he's averaging 20 points a game for the Tulsa Rebels, including a game-winning three-point shot that lifted his team over rival Tug Valley earlier this week, improving the Rebels to 3-2 and two on the year. In his second year at the helm, Tulsa coach Todd Maynard says he knew the potential that Muncie had after watching him play at the middle school level, but had no idea how much he'd mean to the team this early in the year. I kind of knew what I was getting, but I didn't know um, what I'd be getting, you know, right now with five games into the year that he'd be averaging 20. And he's played against some, you know, premium programs in Huntington High. I think he had 31 points against Huntington High. I know Coach Ty Holmes uh, texted me and told me that uh, he's going to be a special player for us. And As with any level up in the sports world, there's a bit of a learning curve involved in playing basketball in high school as opposed to middle school. Now, as a 15-year-old, Muncie is up against 17, even 18-year-olds on the court at at times, but he said he isn't worried about his progression. They're a lot stronger, and the speed is a lot faster. It's an adjustment, but I'm doing okay right now. Muncie's got deep range, and Maynard even went as far to say that he's, quote, unconscious when out on the floor. Muncie has proven to be, at least early on, a natural-born scorer, creator, and the missing piece to a now-dangerous Tulsa squad. Muncie credits his teammates for trusting in his ability. Man, they trust me. They just will let me a crate and do my thing. It's early in the year, but that doesn't keep Maynard and Muncie from celebrating the season's successes. Maynard said the freshman playmaker fits right into the up-tempo style of offense Tulsa likes to run, and the team is better off having shooters like Muncie, where it's not forced, but comes with ease. You know, that's one of his strengths. Uh, he's able to create. He's able to shoot. Um, he creates a lot for his teammates, too, so I know they're happy about that. But, uh, you know, our style of play uh, fits right into his skill set. I mean, we get up and uh, get up and down the floor on um, in transition. We try to take advantage of a disorganized defense, and we try to score before the defense can set up. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Thank you very much, Luke, and we will have Jesse Muncie on the program a little bit later on here tonight. Right now, we will step aside and take another break. When we come back, we'll get you a scoreboard update. My goodness, we're almost two-thirds of the way through. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, Christmas edition, here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, 
but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall Sports Journalism covers our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks to everyone who has joined us on Twitter. And this is the Christmas edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Merry Christmas to your family from ours. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Will Hensley, Noel Goble, Richard Parsons, Darren, A.R. Law W.V., and Jeremy Parker. They joined us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. Basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10.45 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away. It is cold. It is cold outside. (laughs) Cold rains. Yeah. Of course, some places in West Virginia are doing with snow. Yeah, really. Tigers Valley, for instance. Yeah. Could be worse. Yes. Yes, it could. <laughs> but there's not I'll, – I'll, look, I would rather it rain from a standpoint of having to travel. I obviously don't want high water or flooding issues. I just would rather the road not be slick, obviously. But um, if I have to sit out for an event – it's 32 degrees. Give me snow over rain yeah, really. any day. Bring it on. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on the that. Coldest game I ever went to. I mean, really, as far as being cold, was it was 32 degrees. It was raining, but it froze when it hit. It was miserable. <laughs> I left at halftime, and I never <laughs> leave that's just, that's just no good, you know. And, uh, uh, I've been there too. I've sat out in the snow, but I, I don't like the three to four inches of snowfall during a football game either. That wasn't any fun. Uh, it was interesting, but we had people falling around the bleachers. Uh, but that's been five years ago now. Mercy. Um, again, welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We will talk about our standout athlete of the week, Jesse Muncy, uh, a little bit later on tonight. Uh, we, we put off a scoreboard, though just so we could do it now and make Craig Dutton hold a little while longer. <laughs> so uh, let's get another check of our Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Coach Barone, lead the way. Let's take a look at the boys' scores. Looking for scores, look no more. BasketballNight.com, your one-stop shopping for high school basketball. In boys tonight, Martinsburg gets a win over Bishop England in the Seahawk Classic. 
in Hilton Head. Fairmont Senior, a huge win over Mountain View in the Bob Runyon Tournament in Chapmanville, 95-24. They take down the Golden Knights. Capital, 69, Oak Hill, 58. Morgantown knocks off Logan in the American Homes Classic, 49-39 up in Morgantown. Hurricane, 69-60 win over Winfield, 57-55. Oak Glen knocks off East Liverpool, Ohio. 49-41, the Weir Red Riders get a win over Steubenville Catholic out of Ohio. South Hagerstown, Maryland, 64. Spring Mill, 61. Princeton, nice win, 62, 66-52 over Graham, Virginia. Petersburg, 64. Berkeley Springs, 46. Again, all these boys scores tonight, and all of these are final. Charleston Catholic, 67. Valley Fayette, 43. Midland Trail, the Patriots, 68-56 winners over Fayetteville. George Washington, 72-55 over Riverside. Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers, put up 81. They knock off Meadow Bridge, 81-48 tonight. The Wayne Pioneers, a big win over Hannon, 84-48. They take down the Wildcats. Also in boys tonight, Fairland, Ohio, not necessarily real surprising they beat Huntington, but 60-31, to 31, a pretty uh, wide margin in that one tonight in Proctorville. 73-39, to 39, Wyoming East over Independence. Trinity Christian, 70. Jefferson, 32. John Marshall, the Monarchs, 75-37 over Brook tonight. Frankfurt, big battle in Mineral County, 48-47 over the Kaiser Golden Tornado. Frankfurt with the win in that one. Liberty Raleigh, 93. Pikeview, 58. The Tulsa Rebels travel to Seth, get an 85-47 win over the Sherman Tide. And Spring Valley, a big win over South Point, Ohio, 70-46 in the Wolves' Den tonight. And Racine Southern knocks off Wahama, 59-48. Ripley gets a nice win over Point Pleasant in the Vikings' Hoops Classic. And that'll set up a matchup with Calvary Baptist. So Ripley gets a win over Point. Calvary Baptist knocks off St. Joe 84-81 to set up the finals in that one. 75-53, Chapmanville over Shady Spring. And Woodrow Wilson, 83. University, 93. So University, a 10-point win over Woodrow. That's a big win for the Hawks tonight. And that's a look at your boys' scores. On the girls' side of the scoreboard in the American Home Classic, it was Morgantown, the Mohegans over Martinsburg, 59-55. And the Riverview Christmas Classic, Mount View, knocked off Wesley Christian, 76-22. It was Billsville, Ohio, knocking off Cameron tonight, 57-50. Southern Garrett, Maryland, over East Hardy, 50-6. It was Midland Trail over Fayetteville, 67-56. It was the 100 Hornets knocking off each Richland East Richland, Ohio, 47-11. Magnolia rolls on with a 71-36 win over Tyler Consolidated. St. Joe's Central, the Lady Irish over St. Laurent of Canada, 55-38. That was in the Greensboro, North Carolina Classic. It was Valley Wetzel over Peyton City, 61-41. Strasburg, Virginia, yes, over Moorefield, 43-40. Another game in that uh, Riverview Christmas Classic today, it was the Lady Raiders of Riverview over the Man Hillbillies, 51-21. In a game that went to overtime, and the Lady Warriors turned it on in that overtime segment as they knocked off Charleston Catholic, 37-28. It was Williamstown over Trinity Christian, 72-67 for... uh, it was Reagan Sharp scoring 26 second-half points in that game. Uh, 
So, anyway, moving on, it was Tug Valley over Belfry, Kentucky. We was talking about that one a little earlier, 53-51 in a tight one. Lady Titans of Gilmer County knock off Braxton County, 57-48. The Lincoln Cougars over Bridgeport, 38-32. University Hawks over Buchanan Upshur, 61-52. Fairmont Senior knocks off North Marion tonight, 80-66. Polar Bears hand the defending state champs their first loss of the season. It was Allegheny, Maryland over Hampshire, 63-37. Nicholas County, the Lady Grizzlies over Lewis County, 58-48. In that one we talked about earlier as well, Parkersburg, the Lady Big Reds over Parkersburg South, 64-61, a game in uh, Parkersburg. Preston over Fort Hill, Maryland, 69-38. Summers County, the Lady Bobcats knock off Valley Fayette, 91-21. Wheeling Central over Lindsay, 58-38. 50. And in another game in that Riverview Classic, it was George Washington, the Lady Pirates over Westside, 68-38. That's a look at your Marshall University sports journalism scoreboard. One thing that's always amazed me here on Basketball Friday Night is that when we talk about things off the air, suddenly things happen on the air that almost match it. During the break, we saw one of the pictures that comes up uh, in our basically a slideshow during the break uh, was a picture of Magnolia's girls basketball team, and uh, I commented to Coach Ronan, you know, they had a big they had a big week. We were talking about their win over Wheeling Central, and that they had a good win tonight. <laughs> and about two seconds later, Craig Dutton calls from WXCR in New Martinsville. He who could not hear any of that conversation, he's got the studio bug, maybe. Yeah, the Tyler Consolidated <laughs> Magnolia girls game tonight. Craig, right on I'm not that. I'm not that good to have the place bugged. I will say that. At least. Uh, I would take my buddy Scott Northcraft, who calls games with me, uh, to be able to help do that. And I'll mention about Scott here in a moment, and that, but that's another story here as well. But uh, Magnolia had a very, very good win tonight. They were lacking on the offensive end for their first six games of the season. And now even to that loss to River, it looks even better now. River's still undefeated. I don't know if anyone's been keeping track of that, but River's still undefeated. They had a double overtime win versus Fort Fry, Ohio yesterday. So that loss to River is not looking as bad now for Magnolia. I think in terms of where they are in Class A, tonight was a big night for them. Maddie Winters broke broke her all-time best in scoring as a sophomore. She had 36 tonight. We had 34, but the team confirmed she had 36, so we had a a two-pointer in there incorrectly somewhere. And Kendra Pilot, who was a little off tonight, she started 26 for the Lady Eagles. And this is a team that's only going to get better. They only have a handful of seniors, and they don't start any seniors. And they're starting five for Magnolia. That was a big win for them tonight over Tyler, and I felt this was good early position to determine who has control of that Section 2 in Region 1 in Class Single. I think it's Magnolia. Then it's probably Tyler. After that, it's, a, it's just a mixture between St. Mary's, Ritchie, and Dayton City. But that, that was a better case tonight. The, the, the blow post is impressive to watch for Magnolia. Everything they do is designed to try to get Pilot or Winters cutting to the basket. And it was a great evening for them uh, in terms of expanding upon themselves offensively. They needed a good offensive game, and they had it tonight. 
Magnolia earlier this week beat Wheeling Central 57-50, to pick yeah. up the win tonight over Tyler Consolidate, Consolidated, then play Cameron uh, a week from tonight, and then the rematch with Wheeling Central right after the new year. So uh, for Magnolia, there's some time to relax here. I'm about relax, I just mean practice a little bit harder. But at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's, it's no easy games coming up for the uh, Blue Eagles either. No, no easy games. And uh, assistant coach uh, Mark Winters told me tonight that game with Cameron was originally canceled, but now it's been postponed to later in the season. So they're actually going to have a longer break to get ready for Central Catholic again, I've been told. So they're going to be off all the way through New Year's now, waiting for that game to be rescheduled. Tyler tonight, and I haven't talked, talked much about them, but Josie Jones is still the athlete to watch where she had 11 points but they shut her down tonight for Tyler so they've been playing very well defensively Magnolia and I, I think that win over Wheeling Central you know made a statement in Class A it throws them into the mixture for the conversation on who your top teams are in Class A of course Huntington St. Joe's runs the the lead in that conversation but you can easily throw Parkersburg Catholic and I would even throw Magnolia now in that conversation. Craig Dutton, WXCR in New Martinsville. We're up against a hard break. We thank you for joining us tonight, and I look forward to talking again next week. Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you all as well. Thank you for having me on tonight. All right, again, Craig Dutton, WXCR in New Martinsville. Also works for WRRR. <laughs> Just had to throw had, that, had to that in there. there. Yeah. He cannot go a show without uh, saying that, that's my favorite uh, station right there. Just from because that's my favorite station to say. Yeah, but I've been like there and you haven't. Well, <laughs> true. That's true. You 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 called a game at St. Mary's, yeah. uh, the new the new school, a football game uh, yeah. back in the fall. Um, yeah, I haven't been I haven't been to the new place. I was at the old place. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, Funny story that I can tell in 10 seconds. Uh, I got new contact lens that day. Turns out they didn't fit. And so the lights from the oil derrick-like lights that they had at the old stadium that were in the corners created this massive halo effect, and I couldn't see a thing. So I didn't even watch the game on the field. I just had to talk to people in the stands the whole game. You thought you were calling a game in heaven. Oh, <laughs> close. It, it, yeah, it was certainly uh, an interesting experience. But I was, uh, I was 15 at the time. That's been a while. We're going to come back, uh, take a break here on Basketball Friday Night Watch Radio. When we come back, Wes McKinney, W-A-E-Y, Princeton beat Grand tonight. We'll talk about that. Our resident referee as well as we begin Hour 3 right after this on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. listening to basketball friday night in west virginia it's the christmas edition merry christmas from our family to yours big thank you to all of our affiliates you can listen on great radio stations throughout the mountain state including 105 kqv wkqv in cowan also heard in braxton county on 106.9 fm WQWV and Fisher, WKKX and Wheeling, 
WVLY in Moundsville. WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley. WRSG Middleburn. WRNR Martinsburg. WHFI in Linside. WBES Charleston. WVOW in Logan. Light Rock 93R. WRRR St. Mary's. WMTD in Hinton. We're also on WQAZLP Edmund Beckley, WYAPLP in Clay, WASP LP in Huntington, WVWP Wayne, WFGH Fort Gay, and of course Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Merry Christmas. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know 11 o'clock on this basketball <laughs> Friday night in West Virginia. Dreams can become reality. Uh, it seems as though we might have uh, a little Wet. bit of snow in the forecast. but uh, Later tonight. Later tonight. But, but right yeah. now, yeah. I think... Christmas Day is actually supposed to be a little wet. I, I prefer just a dry day. How about that? Can, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't mean to exhaust the point, but I mean, I'm wearing my rain jacket every day. <laughs> yeah. like, I just want I mean, they go out of fashion at some point. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, I mean, I'm going to bury the wardrobe up here. I've already worn that more than I've worn anything else. But, um, 11 o'clock on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The fastest three hours in radio. Ryan Upling alongside Rick Marone and Joe Linville with you till midnight. When the government shuts down. We'll still be on somewhere next week. We'll always <laughs> find a way. We'll always find a way. Um, we thank you so much for joining us on the program here tonight. Uh, inside Marshall University. Inside the studios of the Marshall University School of Mass, uh, Journalism and Mass Communications. Um, We'll, we'll get a scoreboard update for you uh, at 11.15. Uh, but right now, let's go to West McKinney, W-A-E-Y in Princeton. Princeton Tigers had to wait a little bit to take on the Graham G-Men. That game was postponed from earlier in the year to allow Graham to you know, focus on its state football championship game, which the G-Men did win in Virginia. But tonight, it was Princeton who got the win over Graham in boys basketball. West, nice win for the Tigers. Yeah, especially a, a great bounce back win, guys. And, and before I forget, Merry Christmas to all of you guys. And I know you guys are counting down till Santa comes down the chimney here uh, on Tuesday. Uh, but uh, yeah, Princeton a really nice uh, bounce back win. They lost on back on Monday night to a, a really good Blacksburg team, sixty three fifty eight. But that was a game that Princeton let get away a little bit of, uh, in the early fourth, early in the fourth quarter. 
back on Monday. And Princeton, they got up on Graham uh, about midway through the first quarter. And Graham, actually, guys, never led in the entire game. It was tied. It was tied three times at 2-2, 4-4, and 6-6. But uh, Graham never led in that game. Princeton led 11-6 to after the first quarter. Both teams, to be honest with you, kind of set offensive basketball back a little bit. Um, in that first quarter, Princeton was up 29-20 at halftime, and then they um, nearly get 40 points there um, in the uh, in the second half as they went 66-52. And uh, the difference in the game was Princeton made their transition buckets, and Graham didn't make their transition buckets. If that game goes a little bit, or if Graham makes uh, some some transition buckets, they may have a lead at halftime and. And Princeton may be the one trying to fight back in the second half, but I thought Princeton did a really good job in transition. The turnovers were still an issue tonight. They had 20 turnovers tonight after they had 24 against Blacksburg on Monday. Going back to uh, Saturday against Bluefield, they had 26 turnovers. So Princeton has to find a way to clean up the turnovers, and I think it's it's not a matter of not knowing each other. It's a matter of Princeton just playing just a little bit too fast right now, but uh, I know you never apologize for winning in Princeton tonight. Probably their best win to date was against a really good Graham team that, you know, should be in the mix for, you know, maybe a state championship run in boys basketball this year. Hey, I'm looking at the schedule and I notice uh, Princeton looks like I get a big break over the holidays Uh, and you're just talking about, you know, them playing such a good game tonight. How will that affect the Tigers? Yeah, the, the, honestly, guys, the Princeton schedule has been a revolving door here around Christmas time. First, Princeton was going to play a game the day after Christmas, and then that got uh, shoved back, and then they are going to go to Martinsburg for a Christmas tournament next Friday and Saturday. Well, that's off the table, and just like you mentioned there, Princeton not going to play again until January 2nd when they take on uh, Liberty Raleigh uh, at the Armory there in Beckley. So, uh, you know, a, a really interesting setup here for Princeton. I think if you're Coach Williams of the Tigers, I know he wanted to be 4-2 and two going into Christmas after they had lost to Bluefield. No, I think he probably thought they was going to beat Blacksburg and lose to Graham, but it was vice versa. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think this is a nice layoff for Princeton, but I think at the same time you'd like to play, you know, a, a two-game Christmas tournament somewhere or play, you know, maybe play – uh, you know, Thursday and Saturday of next week or something along those lines, just something to stay a little bit fresh because, like you said, a 12-day break for the Tigers is an awfully long layoff, and then you come right out of that break and you have to play three straight games in three nights. Drew Hopkins, 16 points tonight in the victory for Princeton. And, okay, I've got to ask a question here because I just saw a picture tweeted by Tom Bone of the Bluefield Daily Telegraph. Am I seeing Princeton in red uniforms tonight? Uh, okay, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's a long it's a so so Princeton has the home white jerseys, and there's an issue right now with their the the road the road royal blue jerseys they normally wear. But both times Princeton has been on the road this year at Tazewell to open up the season, and tonight they wear this. Yeah, it is. I mean, I shouldn't say this. Those jerseys are hideous. <laughs> they are. They are terrible. They're not even and a Christmas brand. It's a very. <laughs> it's a very uh, I don't know if it's a bright or I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just it's just something they need to get rid of. The, the first time I saw them was last year down at James Monroe, 
um, there, I think it was like the end of January, and I said, they need to get rid of these things and get rid of them for good. And this is probably about the, since last year, this is probably about the fourth or fifth time, I think, in total that I've seen them. And the numbers are mismatched from what they normally are on the roster. And there's just so many things wrong with those. It's an orange jersey, but, I mean, it, like it looks like Clemson out there playing and not Princeton. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I just I just caught that. And I was like, that's bizarre. And uh... yeah, yeah, like I like so I I don't know the full story behind those orange jerseys, but they need to be abolished and, and never remembered in any sort of story ever again. <laughs> Not even after a nice win over Graham tonight. I mean... Well, you know, well, you know, I mean, we might see those things more often now. Apparently, I mean, because they're two and zero. Oh, I mean, they got four wins this year and. You know, two wins have come wearing those jerseys, so maybe we see those those more. We don't need to. I'll put it that way, but we might. <laughs> As you can see, it's a it's a very sour sour subject. Uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously, uh, I didn't even know what I was getting into there. That was that that, that took a turn. But uh, West McKinney, WAEY, and Princeton Tigers get the win tonight over Grand Virginia. They're four and two. They'll be off for Christmas and New Year's. They won't play again until after the break. Probably the most uh, moved around schedule of anybody in West Virginia to this point. Les McKinney, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and guys, just here real quick, the fact is there hasn't been any snow involved in this schedule getting moved around, so I hate to see what's going to happen whenever (laughs) this actually starts snowing. Yeah, mercy. Uh, That could be – I'm glad I don't have to try to reschedule games. Let's just put it that way. Hey, thanks so much, uh, Wes. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same to you guys. We'll catch up in two weeks with you. Sounds good. Wes McKinney, W-A-E-Y in Princeton. All right. Chris Kidd is on the clock. Chris Kidd, W-V-O-W, and Logan had the Chapmanville win tonight over Shady Spring. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Chris, are you back in the gym already in preparation for tomorrow's game to make sure you got there early? I'm in my tent outside. (laughs) Wouldn't uh, George let you stay in the gym tonight? (laughs) (laughs) No, George threw everybody out. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to need that tent probably outside that door, the way things are probably going to shake up down here tomorrow night. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised because when you think of, like, the tents and setting up outside of uh, gymnasiums and so forth, you think of Krzyzewskiville. At Duke, and I mean, is this a situation where you know you're talking about maybe the most anticipated basketball game outside of a state title game? Which, by the way, you only get one day of anticipation for basically in the history of Chapmanville basketball. Are you in what would be called Napperville right now? <laughs> yeah, I'd put it. I'd put it there. I definitely put it there, to be honest with you. And you know, you're you're exactly right about there only being that one day of preparation in the state finals because uh, this has been something that's been talked about since the schedule came out. When everyone found out that Fairmont was going to come down here, you know, outside of Logan coming down and, and playing, whenever they've been missing uh, each other for a while there in the uh, 2000s and 90s and so forth, I'd say this is the biggest game in Chapmanville Tigers uh, history, at least as far as a home game goes. I mean, they. I don't think they've ever had an opponent like this come in and play. And, you know, Fairmont put on a show tonight, won 95-24 against Mountain View, so they showed what they're about this evening. And then Chapmanville just, uh, they played unbelievable in the first half against Shady Spring tonight. We really anticipated that to be 
a much tighter game than what it was going to be. I mean, I think we thought that Champville would win, but uh, we didn't anticipate Champville to blitz them like they did right off the bat. Led 27-7 to after the first, led by as much as 30 in the second half, and, and Shady never got closer than within 19 points. And, you know, that's a good Shady Spring team, too. I mean, it's not like they've been posers or anything this year. I mean, they've beaten some good teams, and for Champville to just handle them the way that they did, I, I think a lot of us were surprised by that. Chapmanville and Fairmont Senior play tomorrow at Chapmanville Regional High School. Chris Kidd, WVOW, and Logan, get you a good night's sleep. I'm going to need it, and I'm looking forward to it. And, hey, go Reds, by the way. Uh, it's been a fun night to be Chris Kidd. Yes, <laughs> the, the Reds unload 1-14 Homer Bailey to the Dodgers, pick up Yasiel Puig, <laughs> uh, pick up Matt Kemp, and uh, Alex Wood. Oh, I'm going to do some reading on that tonight. I'm not sleeping, guys. This is my Christmas. I can't wait. <laughs> He's excited. There, there, there are Reds fans. With no campaign been, involved. We've been waiting for the uh, the Homer Bailey experience. Well, and Paul Harvey, part of that trade, has got to be somewhere in the details. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. got to be more to that. There's story. more to the story. Yeah, yeah there always is. We're gonna st- hey, Chris, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, like I said, enjoy that game tomorrow. And have a Merry Christmas, buddy. Oh, well, thank you, guys. You all do the same. Thanks so much, Chris KWVOW. Yeah, I actually was reading about the Reds trade uh, a few moments ago. I was like, oh. so I'm, I feel like I'm missing something here. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, of course, the Reds just took on like $70 million in payroll, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Mike Baldy, head coach of the Trinity Christian Girls. Also, uh, senior guard Reagan Sharp will uh, join us from Trinity Christian as well. Talk with Bo Anderson, a resident referee, and our standout athlete of the week will join us. That's all in basketball. Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia. R.J. Klein, Sherman Tide, Jesse Muncie, Tulsa Rebels. What they have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, and we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Don't forget to join us in this week's poll. This week's question, should girls basketball be kept in winter or move back to the fall? Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 1145 tonight to vote. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. And a shout out to our newest Twitter followers, Jeremy Parker, Richard Eisen, Bailey Coles, and West Virginia Impact.
stay up to date on your favorite teams, check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. We welcome you back to the program, 11.15 on this Friday night. That's some head-banging Christmas music. I, 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 I've got to say, we want to give a big thanks to uh, Fred Dameron upstairs, who is uh, making all this music And possible. Allie, who decorated our set as well. Don't give that away. We decorated the set. You didn't get here until two minutes to later time. What are you Don't give about? that away either. I was here when the light went on. Well, it's true. Our viewers don't know that. They do know. Our listeners don't know. Joe, every group has the stars and the role players. I know. We know where we stack up. Exactly. Uh, didn't have to take the chopper in this time either. Might be a little bit late next week. Uh, before we go back to the phones, we'll go to Mike Baldy in just a second. But before we go back to the phones, you know, I'm just thinking about where people can catch up with us this week. What games you're going to this week? Uh, like this coming week, uh, Thursday, I'll have and, and Friday both. Wayne has the girls' holiday tournament uh, with Nitro, Chesapeake, Ohio, and Hurricane. Uh, I'll be at. Uh, that both Thursday and Friday, so I'll be a little bit late to the program. Doing autograph session while you're there? No, <laughs> no, don't have to do that. Thankfully, I've got a you know Charlie Atkins, who's the bookkeeper for Wayne. He kind of keeps people away. I appreciate. It. No, <laughs> actually, for me, Scott's on a one of those like uh, Lincoln County on one of those road trips, so I get a couple weeks break here. So, Coach Marone, you, you'll be busy this week. Yeah, we'll be busy uh, next Friday. Uh, the uh, Microcomputers Ohio Valley Classic down at Raceland. They've got eight uh, really good teams. They're doing a three-day classic, and we're participating on Thursday. Huntington High actually slotted in on Thursday, or we're on Friday. Huntington High is playing on Thursday. Uh, we'll be taking on Pikeville, and uh, there's a lot of great basketball there and all over the area, like you mentioned. People love basketball. Get out to some of these holiday tournaments and, uh, and just sit back and enjoy uh, good basketball. Absolutely. It's a good time of year for it. You know, there are a thousand bowl games on TV, but, you know, that, that's starting to – it fluxes upward over the weekend, and then it will wind mm-hmm. back down and uh, uh, through the week. Of course, Marshall winning its bowl game last night, the – Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> I knew South he was going to get that in there before <laughs> that conversation was over. Yep, actually looked pretty good last night. I was kind of impressed. Yeah, Marshall was a 38-20 victor. Has the longest bowl winning streak in the country at seven now, and uh, has a 12 and two record all time in bowl games. And it's just That's uh, awesome. It, it's uh, it's a, a fun time for sure. You know, it's also a fun time for coaches and players getting to go on. You know, sometimes uh, making the trip to places that they don't normally go. Trinity Christian making a trip to Williamstown tonight. The Warriors fell 72-67. Very good ball game. Mike Baldy is the head coach of Trinity Christian. Reagan Sharp is a senior guard also with that ball club. They join us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach, a tough loss, but uh, I have to think that the, the trip and the uh, tight battle, there's a lot of good things to take from it, a lot to learn as well. Hey guys, thanks for having us on. Yeah, um, you know we've played Williamstown over the past two or three years. Uh, their coach Fred Sorrow is absolutely legendary. Fred Sorrow is a buddy of mine, so it's a good matchup for us as we we get to play a team that has a plays a completely different style with their fast pace than most teams will play in the state, and they're not in our section or region. So it's really a game that uh, it doesn't have a lot of bearings on our, our regional seedings. Um, thankfully, because we, we took one on the chin a little bit tonight. We came back and only lost by five, but they really dictated the pace of the team all night. 
Your ball club is, is uh, four and two on the season, I, I believe. We're, we're still working to get our records all lined out, but okay, four and two. Yeah, you got that one. That's four. Four and two. Uh, we we lost the Notre Dame and and then Williamstown tonight. Um, but uh, you know, we we've played well at times and we've played pretty poorly at times, and uh, in, in giving away things that uh, that we should have won probably, and and uh, kind of beating up on ourselves a little bit. Reagan Sharp is a senior guard for the Warriors. She is also with us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, Reagan, just tell me about going to some of these different places. I know you play Parkersburg Catholic tomorrow, so a trip to Parkersburg for the weekend, not a, not a bad way to spend it and play some basketball. Uh, no, it's always nice to uh, get out around the state so we can see what the rest of the state has competition-wise. Um, it's also really great. It brings our team together. We get to come and we get to stay. Uh, and we can learn from these experiences from playing a lot of good teams around the state. You know, there's a scene in the movie Hoosiers, which is much older than you are, but not as old as uh, <laughs> any of us here, but uh, where they, they basically they get to the, the Hinkle Fieldhouse, home of Butler, with the Indiana State Championship game, and they measure the basket, make sure it's the same, the distance to the, the free throw line is the same. And uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is getting to play in different environments. I know when you grow up, you tend to almost play in the same maybe 10 to 15 gymnasiums kind of over and over and over again. And uh, just tell me about getting to go to some of these different places and, and playing, uh, you know, not just the competition, but also playing in unfamiliar surroundings. Uh, yeah, well, that really helps us as a team to, you know, grow and be able to uh, come out of these situations and learn from them again. Uh, it's also nice to be able to travel around the state again and just go all these different places and be able to play. Because you've played in a whole bunch of different gyms across the state, uh, so you really get out there and just get some exposure again, too. And Coach Baldy, uh, your basketball team uh, getting ready for that game with Parkersburg Catholic tomorrow. It's a quick turnaround, but another way to really challenge your kids. Yeah, it's a really quick turnaround, especially for a team that runs like Williamstown and then a team who is just exceptionally good in Parkersburg Catholic. Um, I know St. Joe's is playing really tremendous ball right now, but uh, I think Parkersburg Catholic's right there with them um, in the top two teams in the state. So uh, it's a quick turnaround, but we wanted it to simulate a state tournament type of uh, atmosphere where, like Greg said, we're staying overnight and – we have to get used to moving from one game to the next game quickly, and we have to get used to playing two top-notch teams. And they're two teams that, like you guys mentioned earlier, they're not in our section or regions. They're not our everyday opponents. They're two new gyms for every single one of the girls on our basketball team. So that's really what this was about. Is, is Hopefully we'll be playing in Charleston again this year, and this is something to simulate that, um, that experience. Coach Mike Baldy and senior guard Reagan Sharp of the Trinity Christian Girls team. Uh, they fall tonight to Williamstown, play Parkersburg Catholic tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas and good luck tomorrow. Thanks for having us, guys. Merry Christmas to you all as well. All right, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, Coach Marone, before we go to our standout athlete of the week, uh, you've taken your teams around to various places as well. And sometimes there's a little bit of a shock when you go into an environment that's, it just, Everything feels different. Yeah, and I can 
I can turn on a microphone. I did learn that while I was off the last two weeks. You all playing tricks on me during the break. Uh, <clears throat> that is great experience for them. And uh, I can tell you, Williamstown, a tough environment, uh, having played there a couple of years ago in a regional tournament, they really packed the house, and it really gets you kind of in that tournament atmosphere. So Coach Baldy really doing a, a good thing there, and that is top-notch competition. Park Catholic, as good as anybody in Class A, so – they're going from one to the other, staying overnight, and it has really paid dividends in the past for us, and I think it will for them as well. If you can compete, and as you said, be in a strange environment, get adjusted, do what you do, and then see where you stack up, and it, it, Joe, it can really help you come tournament time. And right, and the, and the camaraderie, just you know, that overnight stay gives your team a chance to bond, become a little closer, uh, a little bit different environment than you know being on a bus riding to a game or even at school or practice. Uh, and it's just, you know, people may not realize it when we talk about it, but, um, yeah, yes, the rim's still 10 feet. It's 15 <laughs> feet from the free throw line to the front of the rim. Now, the floor lengths might be a little different because you do have the high school size and the college size courts, which are about 8 feet difference in terms of length. Uh, so you can, so that can be a difference. But it, it, the, the shooting environments, I mean, there, it, it, there's a lot at play. There are a lot of factors. Yeah, and staying away from your normal routine, and that's what state tournament is all about. I mean, you, you have teams having to play at 9.30 in the morning in the state tournament in a strange environment. So it, it, anything you can do to get yourself out of routine, I think, is a plus uh, as far as the long term uh, for you. And if you have a younger ball club, uh, it can be a struggle to do that, particularly early in the season. A more seasoned veteran uh, team, I think, is going to be a little bit easier to adapt. This week's standout athlete of the week is a freshman for the Tulsa Rebels. Is averaging basically in the upper 20 points per game in terms of over the past maybe four or five games. Uh, that included 28 points in a loss to Lawrence County last week, more than 30 in a loss to Huntington on Saturday, and then the game-winning three in a 44-41 grinding win over Tug Valley. He is Jesse Muncy of Tulsa High School. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. First off, Jesse, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you for having me on here. Uh, tell me about the uh, shot against Tug Valley. Uh, you, you were dribbling the, the clock down, and I guess you uh, maybe, uh, you know, some people might think you went a little bit early there with about 10 seconds left, but um, there, there was ice in your veins when you knocked down that jumper. Well, I was looking to drive, and he backed up a little bit, so I shot it. I was wanting to shoot it with a little seconds left because if I missed it, we could have got the rebound and shot a layup. And, and your basketball team getting that win over Tug Valley, that's a big rival uh, going back a long time. Uh, just, just tell me about being a freshman and playing in that environment, maybe an environment that as a young child you saw, but uh, not necessarily getting to play in one quite that raucous until – uh, earlier this week. It's a great environment. Yeah, Jesse, this coach... This Coach Marone, and, uh, you know, you guys uh, had a long road trip tonight. I know uh, you're on your way back from Sherman. Uh, uh, you guys got a good win there and uh, are off and running. How do you think that Tug Valley win can help you as you move forward in your season? You got a good win tonight as well. It can help us build on everything. And Jesse, as a freshman, 
Tell me about, um, you know, when you were nominated for this, one of the things that was pointed out to us was that you're already a leader within uh, that basketball club. Uh, just tell me about uh, kind of assuming a, a position of leadership with players who are three and four years older than you are. I just try to be positive and be a good teammate. That's Jesse Muncy, our standout athlete of the week, a freshman at Tulsa High School. Jesse, congratulations and best of luck moving forward. Thank you so much for having me on here. All right, Jesse Muncy of the Tulsa Rebels, our standout athlete of the week. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, will join us as we have left him in the green room long enough. <laughs> I wonder if there's any cookies left in there. I guarantee not. <laughs> Y'all are just brutal, savage. All right, we're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, resident referee, Bo Anderson. Here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Congratulations goes out to Jesse Muncie tonight from the Tulsa Rebels. Also, R.J. Klein last week with the Sherman Tide. What they have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athletes of the week. We want you to nominate your athletes. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Congratulations tonight, and Merry Christmas to Jesse Muncy. You've got a few minutes left to join us tonight and vote in this week's poll. 11.45 is the last time you can vote. This week's question, should girls' basketball be kept in winter or move back to the fall? Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You can also see all of the other polls that we've had and all of the answers. Last week's question, should there be a running clock mercy rule in high school basketball? 65% of you said yes. Go to basketballnight.com. The poll is on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you've got the 11.45 tonight. Join us on Twitter, too, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore Roundup. Merry Christmas from Basketball Friday Night to you. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.30 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Jingle, 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 you will hear my sleigh bells ring. Yeah, we'll be hearing those coming up uh, Monday night into Tuesday morning. Christmas is almost here. One of my favorite times of year. 
It is now. I'm in the mood now. <laughs> hey, I'm ready for Christmas. We're never going to get Joe out of here. He's like so comfortable and so festive. He's going to stay. Joe's going to go home and redecorate the house. <laughs> no, 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 more, no, no. no. <laughs> I won't go that far, right? Uh, happy to have you along here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We'll have our poll question coming up a little bit later on. Cause time as well. Uh, but right now, one of our uh, special segments that we always do, a, a Q&A with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, joins us now on Basketball Friday Night <laughs> Oh, the mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're yeah, a very that, young Grinch. That's the role of a basketball referee. <laughs> You're a Bo Anderson, welcome well, to Basketball Friday Night. Well, I tell you what, I won't forget that one. Thank you very much, there, and I'll thank old Fred for playing that as well. Uh, while I'm at it, though, uh, Joe, I, I know what you and Rick need to get Ryan for Christmas. What's that? Uh, a yardstick, because he got all the measurements wrong when he was talking about the quarter. Oh, is that a T? <laughs> you know, let, let, let's go ahead and get this ironed out real quick. The, the measurements <laughs> of a high school court is 84 feet by 50, and the college court is 94 by 50, so we have 10 feet on that. Now, the other thing he got wrong was we measure the free throw line by the face of the backboard, not the front of the rim. So I just want to get Ryan straightened out there. Oh, the Grinch is here. No wonder I couldn't shoot free throws anywhere. (laughs) I measured off too long to practice in the backyard. (laughs) That explains everything. Hey, no wonder when Ryan played he couldn't make a foul shot. (laughs) Exactly. That was one of the great mysteries of my life growing up. (laughs) Always knocked him down in the backyard. Always missed strong. Uh, Bo, uh, something that I I crossed paths with this week that is uh, not excessively uncommon, but at the same time not something you see a whole lot. I know the rule on this. I know that it was applied properly when I saw it too. But I'm still going to throw this at you because you are the resident referee. I'm just someone who can't measure the distance between the <laughs> backboard and the uh, free throw line. But, um, Bo, we had a situation I saw. This is a college game. It's the same thing applies for high school. A jump ball, and on the ensuing inbound, a foul was called. How does that affect the arrow? Okay, so you're saying you had a you had a jump ball. You threw the ball up, and did somebody get possession? No, 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 no. I, I apologize. I apologize. This was like in the this was in the third quarter of a game. So we had a held ball. I need to use my terminology right. Okay. Had a held ball, okay. and then use the arrow. Team A starts to inbound the ball. There's a foul when the, as the ball is inbounded before the clock started. What happens to the arrow? Okay, on on the held ball, the only way a team can lose the possession error is to violate the possession error. So, therefore, if they have not thrown the ball in legally and it's not been uh, touched legally on the court, any foul that occurs or uh, a violation by the defense that occurs, uh, the possession error will still stay with, say, Team A, uh, because they didn't get to complete that throw-in. 
So if A's taking the ball out of bounds on a held ball situation and either Team A or Team B fouls before the ball gets inbounds legally touched, then Team A will still get the next possession there because they didn't get to finish that throw in. Um, another example of that, Ryan, would be if Team A got the held ball, they're taking it out, they throw the ball in, and the defense kicks the basketball. That's a violation on the defense. Therefore, Team A will get the ball for the kick, and the possession error will not switch when they throw it in because they didn't get to finish that throw in for the alternating possession. Now, that I didn't know. So the kick ball negates the switching of the arrow. That's correct. You know, now that you mention that, I will see that. I'll, I will almost guarantee you I will see that in a basketball game <laughs> in the next, like, three weeks or something. <laughs> Until you forget it. Well, you, you may very well do it. Now you'll know what, if they're right or not. You'll know. Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, Coach Marone, have you had anything across your uh, – no, I think one thing, though, Bo, and I think Ryan alluded to it, but I think it's something that people are really foggy on is things that come out of either dead ball situations or possession arrow situations. You know, for instance, on a free throw or something of that nature where the ball, you know, is, is dead and then it's being put in play by the shooter. You know, when you have violations and double violations, I know those things sometimes can go to the arrows. So just if you could real briefly, on a free throw situation, could you just explain obviously the difference in one person committing a violation as opposed to two, and when would you go to the arrow on that type of situation? Okay, Rick, uh, sure. Uh, on a free throw violation, uh, let's say Team A shooting a free throw uh, and Team B along the lane line violates. Okay, now along the lane line, the first team that violates is the only team that counts. So team A is shooting the shot, team B violates, followed by team A. And I'm only talking about the six players in the lane. The only thing that counts is the violation, the first violation that occurred, which would be team B. Now, where you could have the arrow is if team A is shooting and team B in the lanes, the six lane spaces, violates. Then a member of Team A who is not in the lanes, including the shooter, let's say that Team B steps in and then Team A's shooter shoots an air ball and it's on the last shot. Well, you have a double violation there because you got a violation on B for stepping in before the ball is released and you got a violation on Team A's shooter because it's still required for them to finish their shot and they still got to hit the rim. So that would be a, a, a double violation. That particular play would be whether you where you would use the possession error on the last shot, uh, or team A shooting the free throw, and a team B player from outside the three point line and behind the free throw line extended runs inside that and violates that before the ball hits the rim because they have the same uh, as the shooter. They have those same rule guidelines. That would be a double violation if A shoots and B comes in, A air balls, then you got a double violation there as well. You know, I'm glad you have to keep up with that instead of me. I'll be honest with you. That's uh, it. Hey, trust me. It's, it's A. It's, uh, you know, people don't understand or they really don't realize how many things are going on 
uh, at one time. Uh, you know, you got the shooter shooting a shot. You got a 10-second count. You got the people in the lanes. You got the people outside the Mark Lane spaces. Uh, you got a lot going on during a free throw. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, thanks so much. Have a Merry Christmas, Bo. We'll talk to you again next week. We've got to keep moving right along here. Bill Nestor of WPDX Radio in Clarksburg. He has the Robert C. Bird games, and he joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bill, welcome back to the program. Ryan, great to be back. How's everything going this evening? Uh, going fantastic, and um, you get to follow up Bo Anderson, so there you go. Um <laughs> Uh, tonight, uh, Robert C. Bird off. The uh, Eagles have been off for uh, a few days now. I had a, had a game uh, back earlier this week. I went over East Fairmont. But in terms of uh, where this team is right now, I, I, I have to imagine that uh, Coach Bennett has to be pleased with how the Eagles are playing this early in the season. So far, so good, Ryan. Really, uh, starting off with a 5-0 and record and, and uh, playing on Tuesday evening against East Fairmont. A very tough game against the Bees, of course, at that time, and battled the undefeated, and uh, RCB stepped up, had a big game there. And you know, the the big question mark's been depth for this team, finding enough guys to get the job done. Uh, the the, uh, the starting five has been uh, definitely uh, very good in terms of uh, what they put on the on the floor, product wise. But they're looking for some depth, and they got that against the bees. As a matter of fact, had an opportunity with the starter Bryson Lucas uh, fouling out early in that contest. Had to go to the bench and uh, find Logan Parsons and some other guys to step up and get the job done. They did just that to, to get a big win on the road against a, a very good East Fairmont team. So, yeah, things went well for them uh, in that contest. And then uh, getting a chance to play again uh, coming up on uh, next Saturday, uh, a big road challenge against Doug Hill. So, that uh, thing's going well for the Flying Eagles so far. Uh, um, Robert C. Bird will make the trip to Oak Hill, and um, that's a you know, not exactly a, a game that takes place um, on a normal basis. So that, that's kind of a, a different location. You're going to go down 79 and then down Route 19 um, across the New River Gorge. That should be a fun trip. A great trip, as a matter of fact. And a chance for uh, RCB to look for some redemption because uh, last year Oak Hill came to town and, and won a, on a buzzer beater. And so it was a back-and-forth game last, uh, last year, and they're looking forward to playing the uh, – Red Devils uh, coming up here and to see where they're at. Obviously, uh, Oak Hill's a very good team, very talented team this year, and so it'll be a good one uh, for RCB to see where they're at. So yeah, getting a little bit of a break uh, between the uh, the East Fairmont game into this one, and guys had a chance in between to go and check out South Harrison, uh, the boys team uh, here in town. Of course, uh, in Harrison County, RCB, uh, you know, obviously with a bunch of double-A teams, uh, Bridgeport, the team that we talk about a lot from uh, time to time, but also on the single A level, South Harrison and uh, Notre Dame, a couple really good teams. Got a chance to see the Hawks at Cameron, which is a, a kind of a, a neat trip. First time I've been there, and got a chance to see uh, the Hawks do battle. And they'll they'll play Cameron tomorrow evening, and they're led by uh, three seniors in their lineup. So they're going to be uh, a pretty good team, uh, single A wise. Caleb Jenkins, a transfer from uh, Trinity, and then Brent Barnett, Nick Finstemacher, uh, three seniors lead that team, and had a chance to see them this week. So uh, they'll be playing Cameron tomorrow night in that lockup. So really, uh, yeah, the good time, the good thing about this time of year, guys, a chance to see a bunch of teams in action with all the different uh, games and tournament games going on. So a lot of great basketball happening. Uh, RCB playing well. 
uh, South Harrison, Notre Dame, and, and of course Bridgeport. So this area uh, looking to, to uh, have a lot of teams vying for uh, for tournament play uh, down the road. So pretty exciting time of uh, year, a great opportunity to see some good basketball. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas. Guys, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. And look forward to talking to you soon. Sounds good. That's Bill Nestor, WPDX Radio, voice of the Robert C. Bird Eagles. Also getting to see a few other teams while the Eagles have a, a lull in their schedule. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, we'll have our poll question, poll results. From last week, cause time as well. Remember, scores always on basketballnight.com at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit Basketball Night. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen throughout the Mountain State on great radio stations such as WKQV in Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. WQWV in Fisher, 103.7 FM. Also, you can hear us on WKKX in Wheeling, 1600 AM, and WVLY in Moundsville, 1370 AM. 92.5 FM WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn WRNR Martinsburg 740 AM 106.5 FM WHFI in Linside 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston 950 AM The Voice of the Coalfields 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVOW in Logan WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZ LP Edmund Beckley 101.7 FM WYAP LP in Clay 104.5 FM WASP LP Huntington 101.1 FM WVWP LP in Wayne and 90.7 FM WFGH Ford Gay. And Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling oh last segment of the program already guys when did that happen (laughs) rick marone also with us in studio ryan epling joe linville here with you now and marcus constantino Joins us down the program. I love the Christmas music, by the way, guys. Good. Red, thanks so much. Good stuff, Fred. Great job. Yeah. And, uh, Marcus, you have our poll results from last week, which actually kind of surprised us a little bit. And then our poll uh, question for this week. 
Yeah, Ryan, last week I said this was a little bit out of left field, but um, should girls' basketball be kept in the winter or should the season be moved back to the fall as it was many years ago? Uh, 59% of voters at BasketballNight.com said keep it in winter, but 41% say it should be moved back to the fall. Uh, again, not the result that, uh, that I was expecting, but that's why we asked these questions, right? Absolutely. I mean, we want we want to know what you think, yeah. and that was yeah, that was definitely on the left field. And now you can let us know what you think about this week's poll question: Should the twenty-two game regular season limit be changed? Uh, no. Should it be more or should it be less? Uh, you can go to basketballnight.com and cast your vote um, until eleven forty-five next week, and then we will share those results. Thank you very much, Marcus and uh, Joe. Having to play those games. Uh, it can be difficult to reschedule. We've already had a game that was you know, postponed tonight, and they don't have a, a makeup date for it just yet, Lincoln County and Mingo Central. And um, If you had a few more opportunities, a few more windows to play, and I think that would help. It, it, it could. You know, maybe expand the season a little bit. I wouldn't want to expand it. I mean, you know, other states play quite a bit, you know, quite a few more games. But, you know, you've got to take that, uh, you know, as you get it. And then, like you said, you get into winter, you've got uh, the opportunity, and sometimes you're forced into uh, rescheduling because of the weather uh, and so forth. So, you know, a tough question, you know. And I'm sure it'll, a lot of it's down to the coaches, you know. Do I want to play more or do I not? So. I know that Kentucky, a neighboring state, has a 30-plus game. Uh, you know, they can play 30. They, if you get to the Kentucky State Tournament, you usually play 35, 36 games. Or even make it a range, you know, 26 to 30 or something of that long right. sort. And, and Coach Marone, you, you've had the, the, the fun of rescheduling games before <laughs> and trying to get as many of them in as you can. Sometimes having been in a conference related, so then they got priority over other games. And it's a lot to juggle. And I think if you just had a maybe a couple more windows there would help. And, I, I mean, by that, maybe we're talking add a week to the season. Yeah, I think that may be something to look at and could be a future poll question would be to add a, a little bit of time there. And it, it seems like not just with basketball, but a lot of the sports, it seems to me, are so condensed. I think of the spring sports. Uh, I really feel for them because they are in such a tight window that when you deal with the weather and the rains that we have in this area, they are many times they have scheduled games every day of the week to try and get a decent schedule. And so I think uh, there's limits, uh, but I agree with you. I think if they open the window up, but then you're butting into football or baseball. So it's a tough job, and that's why they pay the big money to the guys at the top to make those decisions. <laughs> so we'll just go with what they have. But I think to add a few more game opportunities I think would be a plus. Kids are used to playing a little bit more at the high school level now. I've got to tell you, the last couple of weeks, the first two weeks of this program, I've, I've left this show feeling guilty. Um, you know, we all have. I mean, we, we, we kind of have. Yeah, um, one of our, our good buddies on the program, Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal, uh, we've had him on the program, and we've had to cut him short both times. So we made a special effort tonight to make sure that cause time got plenty of time, and it is now. Cause time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. A merry little Christmas. From the Martinsburg Journal, Let your Rick Kozlowski. Rick, welcome to the program. From here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa, like Santa Claus. Yeah, this is a busy time of year for you, right? 
<laughs> How you guys doing? Great. Uh, doing fantastic. And uh, always good to talk with you, Rick, and always good to, uh, you know, get, get your opinion on things. And, and you know, we were yeah, talking if about... I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I may totally go off track. Sure. Like I do all the time, right? It's your segment. Well, no, I, I know this is a basketball show, but something just, you know, in the spirit of Christmas, and, and I just thought I'd throw this out there. Uh, and maybe you guys have talked about this earlier in the show. I didn't hear the whole show. I was listening on the way home. Uh, but uh, there's a Campbell Midland football player whose family uh, had a fire, Ivan Vaughn. And subsequently, I guess a couple of days later, uh, Billy Seals of Huntington started a, a drive to raise money to help the family out. And we have one going on up here, Hedgesville coach Joey Ewers. Uh, within a matter of hours, he set a goal of a thousand dollars. In a matter of hours, got that, and uh, he's continuing until the first of the year. And uh, you know, if people are interested. I think you know certainly. Uh, you know, I just, you just hate to hear you know about a fire burn somebody's house down. But uh, uh, you know, if you can find him on Hedgesville uh, Football on Twitter. And or if, you, if you're interested, if you're interested, contact me. I'll give you a con- you in contact with him. Anyway, meanwhile, I want to know: uh, Is Wes Kinney working as a fashion consultant now? <laughs> and and you, how? You mean how might he be able to help my wardrobe, Mister McKinney? In the range, of, you know, the thought of Mister Blackwell, which no one else will understand here. <laughs> Well, maybe I qualify for the uh, Mr. Blackwell's worst dress list. How's that? <laughs> We're just trying to... It, it would be... Uh, uh, Rick, for instance, it would be like Marquette showing up in orange. Mm-hmm. We don't know why hey, it would ever happen. Marquette, Mar- Marquette played pretty well tonight, by the way. That's that's what I hear. <laughs> so you're going to wear yeah, a bright yellow... You're going to wear a bright yellow sport jacket to the state tournament this year, then? Uh, if I can find one. Oh, the challenge is yeah, on. We'll go, yeah, we'll go with canary yellow. How's that sound? <laughs> you know, well, such, the, such things can be arranged, right? <laughs> be careful what you wish for. <clears throat> but Marquette, a 103 85 victory over Buffalo tonight. 14th ranked Buffalo. Marquette housed them. Uh, so. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I, I got to watch like about the last 10 minutes of the game. I sat down in the office and. and uh, you know, it's amazing how in the sports department you, you watch so many games, but then you miss so many games because you might be out covering one, and, and you know you don't get to see the TV, you don't get to, you know don't get to see anything else. And you know, I'm glad Ryan that you were able to watch uh, the Marshall Bowl game yesterday. Yeah, that was a uh, uh, that was a lot of fun to get to see that and the. Uh... You know, I went to a girls' basketball game. And I worked right before that, so I missed the first, almost the entire first quarter. But uh, yeah, I was actually talking about just that very uh, situation this morning with uh, our good buddy Jason Filial on the Sports Fill in here in Huntington. Uh, we're promoting the program here tonight. And I was talking with him, and we're like, you know, you get to a position of getting to 
talk about sports or getting to write about sports or covering them because in generally speaking it's because you've acquired a good amount of knowledge about athletes and teams and then you get the job where you get to show that off and you don't get to go to games anymore because you have to do that job which then makes you less intelligent <laughs> about what you're hired to talk about no you're absolutely right and you know, I know people will say, hey, "You have the greatest job in the world," which I think I do. You get to go watch games and write about them, but they think that you know we're just like they are—that we're going to tailgate parties, we're going into the game, we're watching it. They don't know, you know, after the game we're there for a couple of hours because we're doing interviews and writing stories, and we're getting there to games early to get ready for games. There's a lot that goes into it, and uh, yeah, and when the game ends, work's still going on. You know, that's mm-hmm. uh, something that a lot of people really the don't work just begins. Well, so <laughs> yeah, then you got to tabulate all of your stats, and then you've got to track down who you want to speak to, and I mean, it, it's uh, it's pretty involved. But uh, right now, but it's still the greatest. Job. It's still the greatest it job in the world. Absolutely, it is. Uh, we'll. we'll Concur with you 100 percent on that. Um, Rick Martinsburg is under, uh, you know, down playing in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Um, they, they tend to make a trip uh, about this time every year, and um, they, they always leave you behind. But um, <laughs> that's what I was say. <laughs> How come you didn't get to go? Yeah, the, the, but the Bulldogs were a nice win tonight. Yeah, they had a they had a good win. It, uh, it seemed like time, you know, listening to the listening to Matt Miller's broadcast. And I don't know if you guys talked to Matt tonight or not. No, we didn't. But uh, uh, he's off on the beach somewhere, you know. Yeah, well, he is. Although it was 64 degrees up here today, but anyway, I I, I deflect. Martinsburg had a, a fairly good game, but it seemed like every time they got a comfortable lead, they let the other team back into it. So it. Yeah, I don't know if they're lacking a killer instinct right now, or or just you know still trying to find themselves and you know different lineups and maybe those different lineups substitution wise, you know, aren't meshing as well as say the starting unit is, and you know which is giving them you know big leads. That's uh, that's yet to be seen. Rick, always a pleasure to talk with you. I know it's a, a full week coming up uh, with Christmas and New Year's and family and all the things that go in with that and uh, certainly we thank you for joining us tonight we wish you a Merry Christmas and we look forward to speaking with you again for more cause time next week hey guys I am always honored and I wish you and your families the very best Christmas ever thank you so much Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal always uh, so so generous to take time out to talk with us uh, right at the end of our program and of course, we cut him off the last two weeks, so we figured we'd, uh, <laughs> make, up we'd make up for a little bit tonight. You know, before we go, I want to mention something. We, we've had the set designed for Christmas, uh, and thanks to Allie for that. I'm not going to act like we did anything to do with that. <laughs> and the fire that's in front of us. It's not a real fire. It's a little trick. I'm giving that away just because there's no fire hazard. You don't have to worry about that. Don't send a fire marshal no, over. We're, we're gonna, but uh, I do want to mention our good buddy Jimmy Morgan. Um, who is the official scorekeeper for Marshall basketball uh, and a Huntington uh, native, got this jersey for us 
to add to the set. It's a Huntington High School jersey, gold jersey. And I'd forgotten it the last two weeks, but he got it just for this set. So we'll call that a Christmas gift from uh, Jimmy Morgan. And we appreciate it here at Basketball Night. Nice looking jersey. Yeah, yeah, Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the, uh, the gold and green. Of Huntington High School. I like that color. Yeah, better than the old old gold that some schools have. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and this will be the only jersey that is this color that we currently right. have. So, um, you know, it, it will go up beside. You know, yes, we have a Brook jersey, but it's green. We have uh, St. Mary's jersey, but it's purple. Um, so we we seem to always have. We have a Doddridge County jersey, but it's uh, green, I believe. Um, so we'll have all those up and again. You anytime you want to send us one. We'll take get, get in touch with us, basketball Friday night or basketballnight.com, and we'll do our best to uh, show off your school on uh, Friday nights on our set as it continues to grow and continues to be more involved. We thank everyone who is involved with basketball Friday night in West Virginia, including you, our listeners and viewers. We wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. We look forward to speaking you, with you again next week. For all of us at basketball Friday night in West Virginia, good night. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.